0: Welcome to the 99th episode of the Cinefessions podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts. My name's Brandon Shawan, and joining me tonight are Ash Collins and Mark Nadeau. Ash, how are you feeling this fine summer evening? I feel transformed. Fantastic. It's a good time to feel transformed, so that's good. And how about you, Mark? How's everything going for you tonight?
1: I feel martyred. <laughs>
0: Oh, good. Well, then we're off to a fantastic fucking start then for this evening. That's, that's oh, yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I just got to throw it out. We we have tested our plans for episode 100, which we are going to reveal later on in this episode. And we are stoked. I am so damn excited for this. I wish it was tomorrow, but it is not. <laughs> but we will reveal that later on tonight. So. Uh, tonight's agenda, we are finishing up our Transformers arc with a theatrical review of Transformers The Last Night, which just released this past weekend, and we'll be talking about the final featured film in the waning days of the 6th Annual Cinefession's Summer Screams Challenge, the Martyrs remake from 2015, and like I said, we are also going to announce what we have planned for our centennial celebration, also known as episode 100, and that will be later on in the show. So use the show notes to skip ahead or listen through and enjoy what we have to offer for you. First, let's talk about social media and how you can follow us outside of just listening to the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Cinefessions. You can email us at contact at cinefessions.com and you can leave us a voicemail if you want to be part of an upcoming show at 1-302-448-TALK. That's 1-302-448-8255. And also make sure you're following along on our Instagram account. We are Cinefessions on Instagram. Mark posts a ton of reviews on there, plus his media pickup, so definitely give that a follow. And you can also like our Facebook page at facebook.com backslash Cinefessions and check out our long list of past reviews and all 99 podcast episodes right on over at Cinefessions.com. And we love social media because it gives us direct access to you our listeners, and that's incredibly important to us. So please do not hesitate to reach out to us on any of those platforms to let us know that one, you're listening, and two, let us know how we can improve or what else you'd enjoy hearing us talk about so that things don't get stale uh, for you or us, all right? Help us keep these episodes as interesting as possible. You have the power to help shape these shows, so do not hesitate to use that. And also, if you've been listening to us and most importantly, enjoying what you're hearing, please. Leave us a review on iTunes. I cannot overstate how important iTunes reviews are to podcasts' successes. So the only way we can grow is with your help. So please log on into iTunes and leave us a quick five-star, preferably, review, and we will uh, thank you immensely for your support there.
2: Wait, wait, Blair, are they, are they going to ask, like, on that Taco Bell thing, if, like, um, you know, we advocated, you know, for a biased review It doesn't matter. (laughs) It
0: doesn't matter at all. I don't want biased. I want nice. All right. Five stars. Damn it. (laughs) Oh, man. And also, we are proud to tell you that this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible is still offering that free audiobook download with that 30-day trial, so all of our listeners have a chance to check out their services. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, your Android, or your Kindle devices. So head on over to audibletrial.com backslash Cinefessions to get your free audiobook. That's audibletrial.com backslash Cinefessions. All right, Ash, what has been going on in your world this past week?
2: A lot. When last we left our hero, (laughs) let's see, we were, I think I finished what? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's right. Out of the Shadows. Okay, so I got to watch uh, Doctor Strange, which I hadn't seen yet, courtesy of Netflix. Yay! Uh, let's see. I rewatched. Uh, I, I still I haven't was... seen Doctor Strange yet myself either. I have to watch that it, one. Yeah, uh, it was decent. It was a Marvel Cinematic Universe origin story. If you've seen Ant Man <laughs> or Iron Man, you've seen this, except it's with magic, mm-hmm. um, pretty much. So that um, that was it was okay. I, it was worth watching. The effects were pretty good. I thought they were they were they would have looked really good in three D, but I just didn't get out to the theater to see them. So um, Catwoman from two thousand four, which I I honestly I picked because Halle Berry was in it, and then I remembered how bad it was. Um, <laughs> you know, rehashing the Catwoman story from Batman Returns, and then you know, just completely foo it didn't help it at all. Um, I watched Barbed Wire from 96. Uh, I've seen that before, but it's been a long time. It, I don't know. It's okay. It's, it's fantastic. Kinda-
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those good, bad movies. I can rewatch that over and over again.
2: Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there's some great moments in it, but it's just. There's a lot of bad moments too. Uh, I, re- <laughs> I rewatched Captain America: Civil War again. Uh, I watched Sky High for the first time. Okay, um, so that was pretty good. And then, then I decided, you know what? I had this, and I was tempted to watch it for, uh, you know, for the subtitles week, and I saved it for superhero week. Uh, but. Uh, Bollywood made a series of superhero movies starring Rithik Roshan, who was in Doom 2. He was the thief in Doom 2. Um, I didn't watch the first one, not knowing that the first one... The first one isn't really a superhero movie. The su- the first the first one is like a... Uh, uh, it's like a rip-off of E.T. Um, wh- and it basically tells the origin story of Rithik's dad. Um from uh you know that is involved in it but the movie's called krish um and then uh it's really the f- krish is the, like the middle child so they it's really long and honestly after watching krish um I got enough of the origin story of his dad that I didn't feel the need to go back to watch the first one so mm-hmm. I skipped that um this the effects are kind of neat um the story is kind of eh. it's just I don't know. It didn't do a whole lot for me. However, Chris 3 was fucking awesome. Um, okay. Uh, so that, that one's like the third one in their little trilogy they got going there. But Chris and Chris 3 are really the only ones dealing with superheroes type stuff if that's what you're into. Um, but the effects are awesome. Uh, some dudes making like, um, uh basically the they amount to mutants to to take over and and uh he has to stop them when he's got his own superpowers. so it was it was kind of neat um so I like that one uh we got Hellboy animated blood and iron I yeah. snuck that in hmm. uh rewatch that and of course Martyrs for today and then house on haunted hill from ninety nine the okay. remake. Uh, Dread from 2012, the remake, <laughs> uh, the grudge in the ring, uh, and then, uh, lost in space, uh, from, I think it's 98, uh, which was a remake. Uh, it was like a reboot of the TV show basically. Cause they just, they, they wanted to make a movie out of it and kind of went with it. Um, let's see what else. So, of course I went and saw, you know, transformers and the theaters. Um, but, uh, that pretty much covers it. I haven't had a chance to play my video game yet. I am I am doing well, I'm not doing terrible on my uh Cinem Fashion screen summer dream challenge, but I don't I'm not gonna be able to do the checklist. There is no fucking way. Um uh, Yeah, that year. was like
0: my my first goal when it started was to do the checklist and then that just went by the wayside. There's no way in hell. Yeah,
2: right but, now and, Yeah, right now I'm sitting at currently hundred and thirty five points altogether.
0: Oh, okay. Very good. Very good. Much much better than me. Uh yeah, so for myself, like video games have just like taken over these past two weeks, and so that's what I've been doing. Um, uh, real quick, in FIFA 16, yes, which I'm still playing, um, I lost the MLS Cup final, one to nothing, and so that pissed me off. A full season's worth of work to get to the final, and then I lose by a fucking goal. But um, in the offseason, I did sign a new striker, and I'm working with a two-striker unit now that's much more aggressive, and I'm kicking ass at the beginning of this ne- uh, second season here, so I'm excited to continue on with that. Um, but I've been playing a lot of Friday the 13th still. I finally played as Jason this past week. And I actually ended up playing with him uh, like three or four times. Um, I actually like playing with him. It's not amazing and I'm fucking terrible with him. But it's it's pretty fun. Uh, every once in a while at least just to change things up a bit. This past weekend was Double XP Bonus Weekend. And they had uh, the 8-bit Jason theme. Uh, like his color scheme and his music from the NES game in this version. And so that was really cool to see. It was a lot of fun. Um, And I I got to play with him as him this weekend. So it was really cool. Um, I ended up getting about midway through level 10 at this point. So I need about, uh, from what I hear, three more levels to unlock the best Jason. um, Because he unlocks at level 13. At least that's what I'm led to believe. Um, And Chris and I were talking. And he kind of came up with this really good idea to do a community play date with Friday the 13th on PS4. Um, cause I know I, I have it, uh, Chris has it. I know Mark, you have it. Ash, I'm not sure if you own it yet, but, um, a lot of us do. And it's like, it's, I think it'd be a ton of fun because if you're playing with people, you know, if you can fill up that room with people, you know, it's going to be that much better um it's a fun time even with strangers but i feel it would be that much better together and so uh definitely keep an eye on social media for that because i really want to make that happen in the coming weeks in the coming weeks here because i think it'd be just a ton of fun if we could get some of our our fellow listeners to play along with us it would just be kick ass so definitely look for that um i ended up watching an old uh wwe pay-per-view back from february 2001 It was a no way out event and it was really good. The highlights were a three stages of hell match between Steve Austin and Triple H, which was just fantastic. Um, And then the main event was the champion Kurt Angle versus the challenger, The Rock, and the winner would become WWE champion and face Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania X7, 17, Um, and obviously most of us will know that one because it's looked on as one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time. Um, and I would not argue too heavily against that myself, um, and so I'm excited because that's going to be the next pay per view I end up watching. Um, I uh, Bridget and I ended up going uh, thrift shopping this past weekend as well, and uh, though we didn't really find too much at the thrift stores, um, aside from a few books which I paid virtually nothing for, um, we did end up hitting like three or four different disc replays uh, around me, and I got a nice big haul from that. So I posted a pickups video showing off all the video games i got there uh which were mostly playstation 2 games admittedly uh but definitely check that one out that's at facebook.com slash it's about 12 minutes of me rambling on about nothing so it really screams must see but uh definitely definitely check that out and, and give it a uh, give it a like if you uh, would and um speaking of video i finally received the email that my next vnyl order shipped Um, So I should have that another unboxing for that post sometime next week. Again, I'll post it on Facebook. Um, I'm going to try to get those on YouTube, but I realize that I'm recording vertically and I'm not going to put that on YouTube. And so next time I'm going to start recording um, horizontally with the phone. So that way it actually fills up a full screen. Um, And so hopefully from now on, those uh, like iPhone videos will end up on our YouTube page. But uh, yeah, so definitely follow on Facebook and our YouTube page to see those. Um, I'm kind of annoyed, though, because VNYL, I, YL, they sent me the email said it shipped, like, three days ago, and I just checked, like, the status of it, and it still says, like, there's no update. It still says that, th- basically, the label's been created. So I don't even know for a fact that it's in route, which really pisses me off. But
2: Where did you get this from?
0: Uh, VNYL. It's like a, you pay 40 bucks a month, and they send you three records, random records based on your likes. Um, I actually only paid 20 bucks for uh i paid 40 bucks for 2 months so i got 50% off um i'm not going to keep going after this but i had the 50% off deal so i was like yeah i'm going to try it out and see what i get and uh, i'll actually have my opinion on the first month's shipment i'll talk about that in the next unboxing video um but spoiler i'm really pleased with it so uh yeah it's pretty cool but yeah so make sure you look for that and that's really about it f- for me for this week oh no it's not do i tell this now yeah i'm going to tell it now Okay, so uh, Bridget's schedule, whatever, we couldn't get to the movies until last night because Bridget worked late on uh, Monday and Tuesday night. And so um, the, the we like to go to a Cinemark. It's a newer Cinemark at, at one of our malls here. And it's super nice. You got like the really big reclining seats and you have so much room. You know, it's very luxurious. It's awesome. We love the Cinemark. Well, they didn't have a time that worked for us last night. Uh, They only had like two shows, one at 1235 in the afternoon, which obviously we were at work, and then one at 1030 at night. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I wouldn't get home until after one o'clock. Fuck that. And so we couldn't do that. And I really wanted to see see it in 3D. And so instead, we had to go to our Star Fairlane. Or it's not Star. I keep calling it Star. It's AMC. It used to be a Star, but now it's AMC. And so we go to this AMC. And oh my god, it was one of the worst theater experiences I've had just in terms of the theater itself. Um, and so I'm going to rant here for a second. So we get there. First off, we buy the tickets online, you know, through an app so that we don't have to stand in line, right? At the Cinemark, you walk in, you go right to the ticket taker, he scans your phone and he gives you the glasses and you go and whatever, you go sit down. Here, we go in, there's nobody at the ticket taker line. I'm like, are you kidding me? So we're like walking around trying to figure out what the hell to do. And then we realize, well, let's go stand in line where you buy the tickets. And of course there's a line. And so we have to stand in line. So that was uh, knock number one. Number two, we go to get concessions, get some popcorn. There's one person working and they are moving incredibly slow. There's like three people in front of us. It was a shit show, just really poorly managed. The manager was counting money instead of helping out and slowly walking it over to where it lived and then slowly walking back and then deciding to finally help other people. Like it was just a shit show. So we finally get our popcorn with, with only seconds to spare. We get into the theater and the, the floor... I, I understand theater floors can be sticky, but this was the stickiest fucking floor I've ever walked on in my life. It was disgusting, and I have it a was question. just all over. Yeah.
1: Now, were the early other other uh, Patreons of the cinema wearing uh, trench coats, uh, <laughs> or uh, were they wearing rubber boots at all?
0: No, Pee Wee Herman was not in the theater.
1: Oh, but okay. Okay. Yeah. Resume. Continue.
0: Yep. Okay. Um, and it was disgusting. And then the 3D glasses that you get are the IMAX 3D glasses were. I wear glasses, obviously, and so I, you know, I have to wear the 3D glasses over my glasses. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to see anything. And they were incredibly uncomfortable, whereas the Cinemark XD 3D glasses generally are very comfortable to wear even over my glasses. And so I have to sit and watch this practically three-hour film with these uncomfortable 3D glasses on. So that sucked. Then we leave. I go to – I'm, like, about to piss myself. And so I, like, run into the bathroom. The bathrooms are, are filthy, of course, because, of course, they are. And then I go to try to wash my hands and they're out of soap. I tried the three different dispensers, no soap. I'm like, are you kidding me? So it was just horrible. I went home to write to uh, AMC and let them know about this bad experience I had. I can't even get through the first complaint. The, first, the fact that there was nobody at the ticket ticket line and I run into a word limit on the contact us form. I am fucking livid at this point. So I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Like what a shit show AMC is. And so I decide, fuck it, I'm calling them and telling them about this. So I called and ranted to the guy, and so hopefully, I'm supposed to be in contact with, like, the manager of the, of the theater that we went to, and so I better get my goddamn $30 back that we spent on these two tickets for this IMAX 3D showing, because that was terrible. What? Seriously? Yeah. And it was more expensive. What? The AMC is more expensive than the Cinemark. Not only the theater ticket prices, but the concession prices are, like, 2 to $3 more. Like, in the, the popcorn well, tasted like shit. I was like, what is happening?
2: Okay, well, see, I didn't buy any popcorn or anything, so yeah, but yeah man, it, it was... our our, uh, our well, thirty dollars uh, AMC... was just the
0: tickets that wasn't the popcorn,
2: oh wow, yeah the a m c um a m c bought out um Carmike, which is our local oh, theater okay well, it used to be our local theater back in december, and they they've converted them over, they're all getting converted over to a m c s yeah well. So, so the first thing they did was jack up ticket prices and uh, jacked up all of the concession prices. Yeah. Although I'm not sure if the dude rang me up wrong or not, and I'm not going to complain because my tickets only cost me five bucks a piece to get in for a 330 showing. Oh, Nice. <laughs> It's awesome. Well, which is cheaper than than Carmike's old matinees on Tuesdays, which were oh, like okay. five fifty or five seventy five. Gotcha. Uh, I was just like, yeah, okay, that works that for me. Works. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, IMAX 3D
1: uh, on Tuesday cost me twelve bucks, and then with mm-hmm. snacks and a drink, I think I spent twenty one bucks for T five this week.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I obviously got two tickets Bridget and I. Um, and yeah. then I use Fandango and so they charge like a $2 fee or whatever. And so I
1: would have only, AMC I bought the ticket there.
2: It, it, AMC charges $3 convenience fee when you do yeah. it through. That's <laughs> so uh,
1: stupid. The, the Are you camera. serious?
2: No, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. If you use your credit AMC. card and they charge you an extra three bucks. Holy AMC's shit. Successful.
1: Cause I use uh, my Cine, Cineplex app and I can either pay through PayPal or by credit card. Mm-hmm. And there's no additional service fees, at least not to my knowledge, yeah. but I go on cheap days and, uh, yeah, I'm I'm paying I'm paying dirt prices. So okay. now, I, always,
2: I would not. pay $3. I always $3 bring free. cash when I go to the movie theater here in town, just so I don't have to pay an extra three freaking dollars to use my credit card.
0: But well, who who carries cash these days? Like I don't. I don't.
2: I don't. You know? yeah. The the pretty much the only time I carry cash is when I stop at the ATM on the way to the theater. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's right. ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. And so I'm hoping
0: I get a, uh, get, the only way I'll go back to that theater is if I have a gift card from them to go back to that theater, because that was just a, a bad experience where I, and the tickets were just outrageously priced. Uh, I wish I would have just watched it in 2d at the Cinemark, but it was a yeah, great I, commercial I for Cinemark.
2: I didn't, I didn't go for the 3d just because yeah. every time we've uh, seen a movie at our theater with their 3d, I get headaches. Oh, like, it gotcha. wasn't so bad with the IMAX when we went and saw IMAX down in Columbus. Uh, but here, I get headaches all the time. I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, crazy. Pissed me off. So, Star has lost... Or, uh, Star, god damn. They're not Star anymore. AMC has lost my business for now. And, uh, yeah, Carmack or Carmike Cinemark has mine. But that's my week. That's my rant. Hmm. Thank you for Thank you for listening. You're welcome. <laughs>
2: What at About you, Mark. Point, at this point, our listeners are like, "Hey, how do I? How do I fast forward this part?" That's right. That's why we put show notes. through <laughs> <When, when
1: laughs> the it's it's yeah. there we go.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man! All right, Mark, take it away. Okay. Um, I don't recall what the last film, um, I talked about last week. Um, I know I mentioned Inside Man and the Jack. Did I mention King of the Ants as well? I think so, eh? Yeah, I heard you talk about King of the Ants, yeah. Okay, so fast forward. Um, I'm gonna go quick on these films. Yeah. Just because we have tons to go through today. Um, and, uh, some of these movies have been posted as reviews already on Instagram, but I was able to watch The Last Samurai for the first time, the Tom Cruise, uh, uh, movie from 2003, which I r- really enjoyed. I didn't love, I just, I liked. Um, coming up soon uh i uh watched open water 2 adrift oh
0: i like the which, first one uh, i don't like the second one
1: you know i didn't mind the second one um yeah. i'm expecting what happened in the first happened in the second and well it doesn't so yeah i was kind of waiting for something else to happen at the end but i i really dug it i don't want to go through any spoilers or anything right even though the film's uh 12 years old 11 years old but it's- uh I, the the whole thing of everybody being in the water and then having the baby on the boat by itself, and yeah. then the film being kind of ambiguous at the end: did the final character survive or are they dead? I don't know. You know, mm. I I personally think they are, but you know, uh, it depends on how you uh, interpret the last uh, scene or two. Uh, but See, I think Go I was going to say
0: that's one that I bought on Blu-ray, like the double feature of it, and I really want to okay. rewatch both of them. I just haven't uh, haven't done it yet, but I remember just. When I watched the second one, I didn't like it as much as I liked the first one. Um, but uh, yeah. I definitely want to give it another shot and see uh, see why. Because I frankly I don't remember much of the second one at all at this point.
1: Yeah, movies like this though, they're like they're good for the first time, but mm-hmm. they're not really rewatchable. Like I've owned Open Water for years, and I think i have only watched it the one time.
0: Oh yeah, you know,
1: like I got it for cheap at Blockbuster back in the day, so whatever. Um, so I didn't pay much for it, um, but I remember liking it. But does it deserve multiple watches? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. At least, not not to me personally. I don't like. Yeah. I don't think there's that much rewatchability in it. But I did like number two. There's a few well-known, well, well-known actors. There's a few actors that I recognize, okay. especially uh, uh, what's his name? Let me go back to his page here. Uh, there was uh, uh, Richards Spigot Junior. He played the trickster on uh, supernatural and again, I'm through uh, I'm going through season seven right now. So he was the only recognizable name or face. I, I noticed at first, but then there's a few like Eric Danes in it, but I didn't really watch his stuff before, uh, but it was okay. Um I watched that. Uh, well, I posted this today on uh, Instagram, which uh, if you're listening tomorrow, that was yesterday. Uh, <laughs> Matchstick men <laughs> okay. with uh, Nick Cage. Um I did not know this was a Ridley Scott movie. So oh, I, don't I was think quite I did surprised. Either. Yeah, so it's got Nick Cage, got Sam Rockwell, who's pretty much awesome in everything he does. Oh, I don't yeah. think anything's mm-hmm. going to trump his role in Galaxy Quest. Every time I see him on screen, I think of Galaxy Quest. Hmm. Um, but he's really good in this one. Uh, him and Nick Cage—they're, uh, I guess, they're grifters, they're con men. and uh, shit happens where Nick Cage's long-lost daughter comes back into the mix, and then he has to deal with his work and then her and then try to keep everything separate which probably does not work um so i really enjoyed that one again really scott doing a comedy kind of odd um a few other ones uh i watched in the november man uh with pierce bronson uh and uh
0: oh that action was film a- right
1: yeah and olga Kurlenko, Ker- which i believe she was a bond girl or she was a oh, triple yeah. x sounds familiar one or the other yeah. yeah you see that face you've seen her before. Um I, I, I liked it. I thought it was a decent spy thriller. Um Why yeah, is it called It was a Bon Girl eh? Okay. Yep. Um nothing special, but it was just it was just a decent film. I saw it on Netflix, whatever. Uh that actually replaces uh one of my uh one of my N end titles for my DVD, A to Z, just because I had no uh films that start with N that I hadn't seen before. So I jumped um, on Netflix to watch an N title. Um, the last, well, actually, there's two more here. Um, I won't talk about, so for this podcast, I watched the martyrs remake as we were supposed to. I also watched the original martyrs for perspective and I will discuss that later on in the show. Yeah, perfect. Um, and okay, my big, my my big happy film of the week, which Mm -hmm. I've owned for a few years now. Um, I've actually met one of the lead actors at Cine- cinema, wasteland a few years ago, but didn't bother watching the movie till now. And I completely, I feel bad for doing so pieces of talent from 2012. It's a movie, uh, directed by Joel Stoffer, and it's written by him and David Long, who also plays, uh, in the movie as a character named David Long. Um, so in this film, uh, We've got Christy Ray. She is an actress uh, who plays Charlotte, who is an expiring actress, but just can't get a break. Uh, works a shitty job as a waitress in a strip club. Supports her mom because she's an alcoholic. So she she needs a break. She meets David Long, uh, who was getting beaten up outside of her strip club by a bouncer. She hmm. uh, kind of saves him from getting his ass kicked even more. Um, they become friends. And he's a director, and he wants to put her in one of his films. The thing okay. is, he's a serial killer, and he films <laughs> all his victims dying. Amazing. Uh, now, the thing, too, is that David Long, he's a guy that is so infectious on the screen. He's got long, curly hair, beard. He looks like the nicest guy in the world. He smiles so much, and it looks like a genuine smile. Yeah. I think I've, I only saw him get mad once in the movie. Um, but he looks like a nice guy, and you wouldn't expect him to be a killer at all because he's a nice guy. It's really odd because Charlotte's looking for a friend. He, well, obviously does not have that many friends, so they form a friendship, almost a romantic relationship, um, until the final, uh, the final act. But, uh, damn. I dug David Long playing David Long. He was so good. Uh, Like, I'd hang out with him, uh, even knowing he was going to kill me later on. But, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was really cool. And I – it sucks that I didn't watch this film sooner. Um, Apparently, they have a sequel called uh, – let me go back here. Um, Okay, I'm not sure if it is a sequel or not, but but the actors are playing the same roles again, so it looks like a sequel, called Hmm. A Missing Piece which came out in 2015. So I'm going to have to track that down now.
0: Yeah, it's but, got the uh, word peace in it also. I mean, it's got to be something connected.
1: Yeah, so I totally recommend pieces of talent. Um, again, I got my copy at uh, Cinema Wasteland okay. uh, a few years ago. But it's uh, a company called uh Ch- Media that I guess is producing this. Hmm. Um, so I say do a Google search, check out Amazon. I have no clue what the prices are on Amazon for this. But uh, I think it's really cool. And what's so awesome too, I popped in a DVD. My PS3 says DVD. I swear to you, it looks like a Blu-ray. It's really? so beautifully shot. Hmm. And I don't know if it's just the right winds coming in and just everything was, you know, right. merging and all the stars were aligned. But for a D- I've never seen a DVD look so good before. Hmm. Like. I swear it's a Blu-ray, but it's a DVD. So cool. So yeah, um, really recommend it. It's, uh, it's uh, like an hour, uh, an hour and, uh, 35 minutes long. Totally worth it. So, uh, I'm going to have my, my, uh, review on it in the next few days here, but, uh, I r- highly recommend that. And th- the last one I want to talk about is a film from the year 2000 called Quills, directed by Philip Kaufman and it stars uh, Jeffrey Rush. And Kate Winslet, Yokim uh, Phoenix, Joachim Phoenix, Joachim. How do you pronounce that? Joachim, Joachim. Joachim. What the fuck? Do you- There's no W. Where do you see Joachim? This it, is
2: just like
0: fucking Ouija. It's so es, difficult jo- for you.
1: If I want to pronounce it by the way I read it, it's Joaquin, And I he, know it's not Joaquin. He can speak Va- like six different languages, but he can't say Ouija or Jo-keen. But Yeah, but you, you look at the word. <laughs> and if you can say Joachim without even like asking anybody... Then you're, you're full of shit, uh, wacky. Oh, I'm Anyways, sure I, I'm sure I heard it, obviously. I've heard somebody say it. Yeah, I just couldn't remember how people pronounce it. But yeah. anyways, so Jacqueline <laughs> Phoenix and uh, also has Michael Kane. So this is about the Marquis de Sade and his imprisonment in the same asylum during Brilliant. the uh, Napoleonic era. Um, so obviously, he was uh, put in the same asylum because of all his dirty limericks and his stories and whatnot. Not that he wrote limericks, but it'd be funny <laughs> if he did, you know. <laughs> You wrote The First Man from Nantucket, uh, Limerick.
2: Oh, right. Um, little
1: limerick. Story. But yeah, really good uh, d- uh, drama. The um, thing is, like, I've known about this movie for a long time. Because I used to read it intimate Weekly and, it, you know, it, it became the award's uh, favorite and whatnot. But I don't think myself in the year 2000 would have enjoyed this movie as much as I do in the year 2017. Yeah. Um, you know, because I'm not one for, you know, Elizabethan era style movies to begin with. It's just not my favorite era mm-hmm. so I, pro- I would never have watched it back then but watching it now i really dug it um jeffrey rush is awesome as the Marquis. um kate winslet is just adorable as madeline uh Yokohin phoenix plays great as the uh as the uh priest cumier who's uh straddling the line of decency and indecency and These michael Caine's so a fucking asshole in this film as rory collard the uh the science doctor who uh, takes over the Asylum from uh, Yao Kim Phoenix. <laughs> um so yeah, I, I really like quills as well. So uh that's pretty much it for me. Um T V wise, um I've been watching some more Lucha Underground. I think I'm on episode twenty one now of season one. Did you and see that
0: there is um, kind of concern if Lucha Underground is actually going to continue filming? They're scheduled to continue filming uh, at the end of this year, but like yeah. the wrestlers have said that they haven't heard anything about it and they're kind of worried that it's actually not going to continue.
1: Well, I heard that the reason why some guys are pissed at them because they're in a contract with Lucha and they yeah. can't go to other bigger federations because of this contract, mm. but they're not filming right now because they've got so many episodes in a can right. that they don't need to. Um, I'd be surprised. I think this does really well on El Rey. Now that it's on Netflix, it's getting so many more eyes now because I don't have the L Ray network at home.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: so uh, I'm glad it's on Netflix because it's really good wrestling, but it's so bumpy. What real, like, uh,
0: what episode are you on?
1: Uh, 21. So they're in the trios oh, wow, tournament okay. right now. Yeah. Really but good. like, you know, I, I listen to quite a few wrestling podcasts and, you know, they talk about how, you know, if you want to have a long career, try not to bump too much. You know, mm-hmm. you can do matches i even have been bumping once. And, like, Lucha is, like, a bump fest. Every match is a bump fest. Mm -hmm. You know, like, these guys, like, Ricochet, who plays uh, Prince Puma, how long is he going to wrestle? Because the stuff he does is ridiculous. Like, uh, Will Ospreay, who's not in Lucha, but just he's another high flyer who wrestles with with Ricochet a lot in other promotions. Um, Like, he's been hurt many times already, and he's been out of action a lot, and he's very young. So... I mean, as, that's
0: the independent wrestling style nowadays, so that's what you get if you're watching indie wrestling.
1: And it's it's exciting. hmm But these guys is like uh, lifespans for, for the for the wrestling is not gonna, gonna be that out. long. You know? Yeah. Like because really right now, like that indie wrestling I love and I can't mm-hmm. stand WWE. It's I find it boring as fuck. Yeah. Boring. Um I, yeah. But these guys wrestle for 20 years, you know? Right. Yep. So, yeah. Um So, apart from Lucha Underground, I've been watching, trying to finish off uh, season seven of Supernatural. Okay. Um, and I guess for my challenge next month, I'm going to start uh, season two of House of Cards.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So, I'm going to get that going. And uh as for a movie, well, I think uh Spider-Man comes out on the 7th, which is next Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in a wedding that Friday. So, I asked the groom if you wanted to bail on the wedding to go opening night. Yeah. Um, he's debating it. So Good. we'll see if I either see it on the Friday or maybe on the Sunday, but I'm going to yeah, go sure. check that out. Uh, oh, in Winnipeg. We'll find out oh. if he's a real asshole or not with his answer. So uh, you Sunday. mean real ass sure. dude, seriously, <laughs> you know, he's got a week to decide if he wants to make a mistake or not. High five. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Oh, hi Jess. She's not listening. But- <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so I think apart from that, Oh, I've been watching more of that. uh I've been, so there's that new app Poker Go, which replaced Poker Central. I, I believe I talked about the uh, previous week. I love that you watched that. And yeah, I'm I'm in I think hour forty of this fucking tournament that aired <laughs> a month ago. Like this, it's almost <laughs> overkill, but I need That's to watch crazy. every hand because of my OCD. Oh, so man. Uh, yeah, I think I'm on day four of this Super High Roller Bowl from 2017. Wow. Um, I haven't seen any of the World Series of Poker stuff that happened this month because I'm still fucking watching this 50 hour plus tournament.
0: It fascinates so, uh, me that people watch that. Oh, dude,
1: I, I can watch poker all day long. I love oh, wow. watching poker. It's like, oh. I love watching poker. I love watching curling, which people find boring as well. Yeah, uh, yeah love it. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I like playing <laughs> it, but uh, I, I don't enjoy watching it very much. Oh, well, you haven't seen me play. That, you have not seen true. me play. That is yeah. true. That is- Back me up for a tournament and I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> whatever
0: put the cinefashion sponsor out there you got to wear the hat and
1: yeah, me and joe cain are gonna really <laughs> burn up the burn up the tables
0: oh jesus yeah um, good. and
1: when it comes to gaming uh just because it's been a little slow at work i've been able to put some hours into zelda breath of the wild oh okay um, which i finally got into uh i had a really rough beginning because i couldn't find those fucking three altars at the beginning because Uh-oh. i really wasn't sure what i was doing yeah and i don't I've never really played a Zelda game apart from like the Super Nintendo link to the past. Gotcha. So, um, I'm not familiar with some of the characters or if there's backstory and whatnot, but mm-hmm. I'm finally getting into the game now and I'm really enjoying it. So I only have about 160 more hours to go on that. Um, but apart from that, I haven't done, much. I've been really I'm still like doing more unpacking. The basement home theater is 90% done on awesome. just a few little flourishes. Yeah. Which I'll get to when I get back from Winnipeg. And uh, yeah, moving is uh, a slow process, but mm-hmm. it's it's a gratifying process. Good. And uh yeah, that's all for me. Well, fantastic. Oh, yeah.
0: Excellent. So, let's do it. Let's uh let's wrap up this Transformers arc. So, Please. today we are going to be talking about Transformers The Last Knight, which just oh, released oh, last point. week.
2: Wait, wait! Before we do this, I have an yes. AMC rant too. Oh That's yes, go for it. Um, they broke up, and I don't know if they you guys had this before your showing or not. Um, the trailer for Dunkirk. Yes, yeah, Dunkirk. Yeah, brief little twenty-second snippets.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: they had like six of them, and then an abbreviated trailer, all spread out through all the other fucking trailers. Yeah. They were what? so annoying. Yeah, that was weird. I, I couldn't figure out what was yeah, happening. Yeah, they were so fucking annoying. I don't know that I even want to see the fucking movie now. I was just <laughs> oh. like, what in the hell? I
0: I do want to see it just because of the director, and I uh, war movies interest me. I don't watch a ton of yeah. them, but yeah. But it
2: was just like, it's just like just played the regular trailer because I don't know why that wasn't annoying.
1: AMC. That's just their that's just their ad. Uh... Marketing thing, yeah. That was, that's not, I, not the theater because it was the same thing, in, up here in uh, Ottawa. So when I okay,
0: went to well, the cinema last, they stupid. didn't. I hate. Yeah, that. they played a regular one for Wonder Woman, but yeah,
1: and same here. I just you know, getting closer, and it's, it's going to be exactly. such an epic film. They're just a little like it didn't bug me at all. Yeah, it's, it's better than watching a car commercial. So <laughs> <laughs> those were there too. Yeah, oh, I'll yeah. give you
2: that. But it was just like I, I don't know. It was it was distracting. It's like you know, you just got done watching a trailer. Here's a twenty second snippet you know mm-hmm. and it just kind of like you know and then goes and it's just like Ugh, okay yeah
0: drain i agree
2: <laughs> so, anyway. all right yeah <laughs> perfect so let's really move over
0: to our review of transformers the last night uh so uh, there again there will be spoilers today so i know this movie has only been out for about a week um, but if you have not seen it yet, then you're going to want to wait to listen to this portion of the podcast until you do watch the movie, uh, because there is going to be spoilers if that matters to you. So <laughs> we're really not spoiling
1: anything. It's like, your <laughs> last warning. It's like, watch your first four movies and then just add a five to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: So this is, I I don't know what the hell I was just going to say, but... Oh, oh! that's what I was going to say. There will be spoilers for Transformers 1 through Transformers 5. So just keep that in mind. We will be talking about all of them, I'm sure. So, mm-hmm. all right. So Transformers The Last Knight from 2017, directed by Michael Bay, written by <clears> – <throat> let me take a big breath here – Art Markham, Matt Holloway, and Ken Nolan, who are all new writers to this series, which is interesting. And also I found interesting the fact that Art Markham and Matt Holloway – uh, Holloway were actually writers to, on the films Iron Man, the original, and Punisher Warzone, which are two of my favorite comic book movies. So I thought that was interesting. I had no idea that that's who they were. Um, and I think Ken Nolan did like Black Hawk Down or something, something random like that. Um, but yeah, so that interests me. It currently has – actually, you know what? I uh, I don't know what it currently has. It currently has an IMDB, IMDb score of 5.3 out of 19,000. 517 votes which was significantly higher than what it was yesterday it has a current Metacritic score of 28 and Mm -hmm. a 16% tomato meter with an audience score on Rotten Tomatoes of 54% it had a 217 million dollar budget and an opening weekend gross of 78.9 million which if I remember right or read right that's actually the lowest opening weekend for any Transformers film which is interesting
1: lowest of the series so far
0: yeah so there's that so obviously this review will be a little bit different because we didn't take notes when we were watching this film we watched it and then i came back and, and jotted down some things so uh, i'm sure we're going to be all over the place with this because i know my notes kind of are um but right from the beginning you know what i don't even let's just i i'm gonna just throw this out there right now mm-hmm. i am willing to bet if you didn't like Transformers: Age of Extinction, you didn't like Transformers: The Last Night.
1: I wouldn't say that so much. No, okay. I I, I I do think Age of Extinction is the worst of the series. Okay. Um, but this movie kind of rectified a few things I hated.
0: I know it. I know it did a couple. I just didn't think it would have done enough for you. Was my thought. Oh, uh,
1: I well, I don't want to go with my final score yet. Uh, right. But no, absolutely not. Yeah. This is still is in the bottom of the ranking. Okay. Um, but it isn't, I don't think it was the worst. I still think Age of uh, Extinction was by far the worst film. Gotcha. Um We got rid of the daughter.
0: Yeah, that was a huge step. Yeah, but, I know for you because you were talking about that last week.
1: And the boyfriend. So they're mm-hmm. both gone. Um, but yeah, we did gain a little...
2: Eh, well, whatever. Anyway.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, but we did gain a little 12-year-old Isabella, which mm-hmm. I think was totally Unnecessary. But um, she
2: kicks ass She's awesome Does she? I, I like her ass? Yeah, She does yeah, she was, Of she was, she course you guys do Yeah
1: Yeah right. I'm 12 years old And I can repair a transformer
2: Yeah that's what she does oh, And that's the other thing yeah. She's you know, she's also a nice reminder to the audience Of the human costs Of what the Transformers are doing to everything
1: mm-hmm. I, I have, have Chicago too and, and it's
2: a nice reminder to Michael Bay <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah I, I could have done without her completely um, but what I find is an improvement over the last one is we've got Vivian Wembley as uh, – uh, or she's uh, – Laura Laura Haddock plays Vivian Wembley, the right. uh, British, I guess, femme fatale for this film, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed very much. And up until a few minutes ago, I did not know that she is the uh, mother uh, of Star-Lord yes. in of the Galaxy movies. I know. It blows my mind, but yeah. I just clicked on it now and boom, it pops I'm like, oh, that's, that's Mama Star-Lord. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. Would not have recognized her at all. She kind of looks like a um, British porn star that I might have noticed once or twice. Uh, so <laughs> Sophia something. I don't remember what her name was. I just remember she has really big blue eyes. Oh, gotcha. Hmm.
0: um so, of eyes. Right from the beginning, I really liked the uh, the opening scene. Um, like seeing Merlin get the Transformers dragon, I thought was just badass. Um, and it makes me want to watch a Michael Bay directed medieval film because I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that genre or type of film, I guess. It's not that I'm not a huge fan. I just don't ever really watch those types of movies. But if Michael Bay was doing it, I think I would absolutely watch it because I think uh, it would be just be a ton of fun to watch. And I think the opening, I was almost like, shit, are they playing the wrong movie for the first few seconds there? Um, but then obviously, uh, you know, the the Transformers are introduced. But I really liked the opening. I thought it set the scene really well.
2: So did I. and My wife, I liked- my wife didn't catch that it was Stanley Tucci as Merlin.
1: <laughs> and that's what sucks. I, I was hoping, like, Tucci's character from episode four, I'm going to call it episode four, doesn't come back. And so he dressed up as he's, he's Merlin. Yeah. But then that's it. And I was so bummed out. I wanted more of that, uh, you know, uh, of that uh, – Tech guru guy, and right. uh, he's nowhere to be found. Which nope, makes four almost like you don't even have to watch five or watch four to enjoy five because they kind of scrap four altogether. You know, no boyfriend, yeah, no daughter. Stanley I mean, really Two, she's gone. You know, uh, you,
0: four basically gives you just more background on Cade, and that's really about it.
1: That's it. It's like I yeah, thought Tushi's was- character was supposed to, you know. Well, he probably uh, brought uh, sent Cade's uh, daughter to um, to uh, college, How, but, you know. but what about this whole like you know job within the company and whatnot? And no, he's like a he's a renegade off the grid, but yeah. not really because you know he's with Transformers. Well, it's, it's weird.
2: Well, I think part of that too is. Um, because the they were still technically hunting the Autobots and he's pissed about that, so he wanted to help. Mm-hmm. So he's like, just fuck it. I'm I'm just I'm done. I'm gonna help these guys instead. That was yeah. kind of the impression I got. I that's yeah. what I got as well.
1: I'm just bummed that because telling Tushi was the best part of uh of episode four. So I uh, did
0: really like him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But what I did like about this whole medieval setting mm-hmm. um is that they kinda Pay homage a bit to one to the early G1 transform episode called uh, a Decepticon Raider in King Arthur's court. Uh, oh, because oh, yeah. in that, ep- yeah, because in that episode, um, the transformers go back through a portal to the Merlin's era. And, uh, the big transform, I guess the big Autobot, uh, character in this episode is Warpath, who is a, like a crimson red tank. And what I liked is when Merlin was in uh, was uh, yeah. talking to this transformer. It was a big red knight, which know, reminded me a lot of that. Warpath, which reminded me a lot of that episode. So mm-hmm. it's not the first time they've dabbled into like this whole like Arthurian uh, mythology with Transformers. Okay. So I did like that callback a lot. I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but mm-hmm. I, I caught that uh, that realization right away.
0: That's really cool, yeah. Obviously, I didn't, yeah. but I, I thought that was cool. I really liked uh, that, that Transformers voice. I thought it was really interesting. And I thought he would have had a, more of a role in this one, but he doesn't really.
1: No. Uh, because, like, he d- was a red medieval knight later on in the film? I don't think so. Because they, uh, they all look generic uh, gunmetal gray uh, at the end. Right. I thought yeah, I
0: did see I, him I might later passed. on. Yeah, he might have I, thought died. I Really? That's possible. I thought I saw him, but I he didn't say anything. Um, But I thought I saw him in the background at one point. But I, I you watch it once and it flies by, you know, who knows. But, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, So t- speaking of um, Isabella, I did find it a little strange that this little girl is able to just live in this war-torn area of Chicago without yeah. the authorities knowing she's there. I mean, yeah, Canopy protects her, but she has to leave his protection for like food and water at some point. How does mm-hmm. she move about without being noticed when they have all this technology watching the area?
1: That and you know, they're tracking transformers by their heat signature. Well, yes, canopy is exactly. a big transformer, right. you know, like that this whole canopy. Like, so, like, he's camouflaged from cameras, but a heat gun would be able to, or a, you know, a heat radar would be able to, to sense him right away.
2: Yeah, well, and that depends too, because I think he had covered himself with so much soil trash, you know, that it basically hid him i mean the only time that they actually saw him was when he was moving and even then they had heat signature there because uh but they were tracking his movement and they could see the kids but not him
0: yeah that could be i don't remember specifically i guess
1: uh, i i just find the science gets kind of fuzzy in michael bay films
0: it it does and that's what i mean a thing, michael
1: is,
2: bay movie right the science that's why always gets fuzzy <laughs> Yeah, and that's –
0: because Cade's kind of the same way. He's able to live in this junkyard with these giant Transformers without being caught. I mean, but both that is, and Isabella, I feel like it's just something you have to – you're just either going to go with it or you're not. And that's – and it's basically one way or the other and that's kind of it.
1: But the like, thing is like the guys knew that he was there but because he wasn't doing a lot of shit, they yeah. kind of kept him like, we keep an eye on you. We know you're there but we won't bug you right now. At least yeah, that's, that's how true. I that's caught true. it. No, I know? think I think
2: you're right. I think you're right. Yeah.
1: Because kid isn't the smartest guy in the world. It's Mike. It's Mark Wahlberg. You know.
2: <laughs> well, they were also trying to track him to find the Autobots too. Yeah. So they. Figured it's like he if they were, were hiding them too.
1: Yeah, but it, I
0: mean, he—they were there. What if they wanted him? Why didn't they, Why didn't they just get him? But I think it's because the people that are actually tracking them wasn't the. What was it like the RTF or whatever or the TRF whatever? TR, the, yeah, it was, it was actually the military. Yeah, who's pro Autobot right?
1: But yeah, which I I, I did like having. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, Josh uh, uh, Duvemel.
1: Doom, Doom Doom is it Duvemel? Yeah. 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 You know, like he's been in every Lennox. film.
2: Lennox. Yeah, and well, you know he wasn't like how in the he's got. Gotten... Yeah. He wasn't. No, he was not. He was not in the fourth one at all. Oh, oh I, I swear he, he was.
1: They all kind of merge into like the beef and not the beef, well, whatever. Um, no, yeah, well, he it was, was good to see he, him in the fifth he, one.
2: He and uh, he and um, Weps, uh exited with the beef, and then they brought. Uh, they brought him back in this one. I loved yeah, that they brought back him. Simmons too. Oh my fucking god, See, Simmons I, and Cuba I didn't cracks my shit up. <laughs> I did. I thought. He, I thought he was.
0: He was very underused, and I have. a I have that complaint about uh, a few of the characters. Yeah. Um. I like that they were there, but they didn't really do as much as I hoped with them. And I'm talk. About, I'll talk about that more in a minute because it's down somewhere else in my notes, and I don't feel like scrolling to find it right this second. But.
1: But I, um, I agree with you though. He like what I did like though, him being in Cuba and mm-hmm. he was with the transformer. I'm assuming that was Beachcomber. Um, so I, I dug that, but yeah, he, he was a throwaway. He, he really did nothing apart from telling, uh, Anthony Hopkins where to go for one book and that's it.
0: Yeah. Like, oh, and the other character. So I really liked him, but again, underutilized, I thought was Jimmy. Um, like the African American guy that lived at the junkyard with them.
1: Yeah. How can TJ Miller die in four? But yeah. Jimmy survives in five.
2: Right. It's Jimmy just like- added
1: nothing to this rule.
2: Well, um, you, you guys also missed one other thing. That's Sam cool. w- wiki is also dead. He's dead? Think about it. All of those people, She's because the, they talk oh, about yeah, it, she's, she's the, the last, last one line. of the line. And there was a photo of Sam there. Mm-hmm. She's the last of the line. That means Sam's dead. Yeah, that's gotta be right and his I, I, and I can't I, argue that.
1: I, I can't i can't believe that i, I just i, I of my heart i that. just can't i just can't
0: <laughs> that's really interesting i, I didn't th- even think about that but yeah that sounds like it would be right yeah
1: I, I, it there is, is funny been. that they used his uh ebay profile picture yeah in frame. <laughs> no. yeah. yeah i love that yeah
0: um so go back to isabella real quick so yes. even though I thought that, that was just weird, but again, if you're just going with it, you're going with it, you know, but I really enjoyed her scene with the young boys at the beginning. Um, the boy flirting with her, I thought was hilarious. He just turns to the other guy and goes, I'm in love. I mean, that, that made me laugh. I liked yeah, them so and I was surprised that. there wasn't that's more of them. Hilarious. Yeah, they they made me laugh though. Um, So Cade makes this decision to leave Jimmy and Isabel back home basically while he goes to England. And i that's the reason we got so little of Jimmy. And Isabel. And I feel like, because if you look at IMDb, which I know how accurate is at, and it's not always, but um, if you look there, they actually list a Blu-ray extended edition runtime of 189 minutes versus the theatrical runtime 149. Again, who knows if that's accurate, oh. but it could be, and it felt like his character was cut out. Like Whoa. there was more to it that they got rid of.
2: Forty fucking minutes? Are you shitting me?
0: That's what it says. You know what? Like it's probably it's probably not accurate, but it could be extra. There, I'm sure there probably is extra footage. But I that's just didn't, didn't like Jimmy's character that's like at
2: all. Transformers: The Hobbit Extended Edition. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like with Jimmy's character, he kept bitching about. Oh, so am I not getting a health care plan? Am I not getting all these talking? Like, look, you look, you work in the in the junkyard. Mm-hmm. no you're not you're not <laughs> the cfo of this fucking tech company you don't have health care
0: <laughs> i see that i just i didn't think it was funny i just I didn't like, that's wrong. I, like I, I was laughing at those at the jokes he was making really? i liked I them yeah
2: i did too yeah
0: yeah <sighs> yeah you're just a, a a a soulless heartless asshole
1: so i mean i just think, I think it was
2: funny hey, i hey, just you know what you were hate watching mark admit it you were I'll say
1: no i wasn't i had an open mind for this film yeah <laughs> So I like I, I might be I might be shitting on some early stuff, mm-hmm. but there's stuff I do enjoy that's later on in the film. Yeah.
0: Okay, fair enough. So talking but about Kade's Jimmy daughter, a kite. Talking about Cade's <laughs> daughter, I, I did think it was a it was almost a little bit jarring that she was nowhere to be found in the film. I, and I mean it's not nearly surprised. as bad as losing Megan Fox from the third film, but I really thought she would at least make an appearance here. Um it's yeah. weird that we get Cade back as the lead. But the girl that he was so protective over is practically non-existent this time around. I'm sure they talked to her a few times or once. But, I mean, they explain it away well enough, I guess, saying she's in college. It, but it still reeks of, oops, we couldn't finalize a contract type well, of thing.
1: To me, it made sense with the story because, you know, Cade's all renegade now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just surprised that she can go to college without getting harassed. Well, like I'm assuming people are watching her. You know, let's like see if yeah. Kate's ever going to show up at her dorm or whatever. Right. Um, right. But I'm surprised it was kind of a, like a an afterthought,
0: right? Exactly, and that's what it felt like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So instead, though, she's replaced by Isabella, right? And oh, yeah. even though they they kind of tease yeah. this father daughter relationship uh, budding between these two, between Kate and, and, and Bella, they instead. They sent Cade away for a romantic relationship instead and completely lose that dynamic they could have built for Bella and Cade, which I thought was a real shame. It's one that, um, I, it's, it's a relationship that definitely could develop in the next film, um, assuming that they're both in it. But I, I, I thought it was a little, uh, I, I thought it might have been more interesting to do the father daughter dynamic than the re- relation, romantic relationship dynamic, given both of their backgrounds.
1: Well, the, the only thing I can see that, uh, Isabella added to the film is cute robots. She was able to play with the cute di- little baby dinosaurs. I which
0: love those little baby dinosaurs. Of
1: course, too. you did.
0: yeah, um, because I'm a happy person who likes life.
1: Oh, I like life sometimes. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's don't okay. don't hate me, bro. Um, yeah. <laughs> now the the robot that she had yeah. um, reminded me. Uh, Looking really quick here. Scooter do you remember? Robots. Do you remember the uh, cartoon mask?
0: No, I've heard of it, but I've never seen that.
1: You know where the car could be also like a, like a plane and the helicopter would become a motorbike shit like that. Well, the, uh, of course now I can't find it on, uh, on IMDB here, but, um, the, uh, robot that she had reminded me a lot of the, uh, robot that the kid of the leader of the good guys had. And I, oh, here we go. Mask, uh, armored, uh, mobile armored strike command, Mm-hmm. And, of course, I'm not going to find anything here. But I, right. I think his name is Robbie. And just the, the way that it was put on screen and the the character itself just reminded me of, like, a little, you know, companion robot mm-hmm. that really didn't do much. Uh, but let's say the series continued. I can see a comp- that robot getting really annoying further down the line.
0: Really? Oh, I totally. Didn't,
1: I didn't get that vibe. I, I
0: I liked what he did, which wasn't terribly much, but...
2: Oh
1: I don't know. I just it, remind, it reminds me of like you know eighties kids cartoons where like you know the dad is a super fucking GI Joe, so the kid has to have like a plaything, you know, mm-hmm. and that's her yeah, plaything. Just, just the, the whole like you know, yeah. It just, I, I, just I reminds me of that. I
0: don't know a lot of eighties cartoon. I'm definitely a nineties child in terms of when I was watching most of the, the cartoon stuff, but which I obviously I still watch cartoons all the time. But um, so yeah, it's probably just something I haven't experienced as much.
1: Yeah, obviously I'm just I'm, I'm just getting old. Thank you for yeah. uh, spotlighting yep, that. You're with me, reminder
0: pitch. of that so perfect. Mm. um Yeah, I had no idea that Sir Anthony Hopkins was in this, but holy Should shit! I thought tell he was by great. The trailers? I didn't watch the trailer. I specifically avoided the trailers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, but Matt thought he was yeah, great in this
2: opening voiceover. You couldn't tell that. <laughs> He. I is didn't. Just, no,
0: I didn't connect it at all. But you're he's cashing right.
1: all the checks he can right now. I don't yeah. know if he owes someone money or whatnot, but he's cashing all the. You checks. didn't like him in this. You know, I, I think was okay in it. Like I, I oh, wasn't man. great, but wasn't I bad. I loved
2: him in this just because he was so fucking vulgar. That he awful. was. Yeah. <laughs> I know. He's I really the, like like the card <laughs> chase scene. <he's> just <laughs> flipping people off. I know. It was
0: so funny. Yeah. I liked the, the the between him and his his
1: what. The, what uh, well. well.
0: Yeah, but what's Kyle Co- um, to- calls him the R2-D2 clone, which was absolutely right.
1: Um, yeah, I, I really dug his robot uh, sidekick.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. It was one
1: of the highlights of the film for me. I really dug him a lot.
0: When he fucking runs at, after he's like, do you want me to take my clothes off? And he's like, yes. And he just fucking bolts at him and takes him down. It was so funny. I love that scene. That was great. He, he's a, a very enjoyable character. He made me laugh.
1: Totally because he's prim and proper, but then he's got all this rage
2: behind his eyes. (laughs) I loved him playing the organ and singing and shit, too. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That was hilarious.
0: Yeah, that was (laughs) so funny.
2: Yeah, no, see, and and that's why, like, I I
1: really dug some things in this movie, Mm -hmm. and uh, Cogswell was a major highlight.
0: Yeah. Excuse my my wrestling term, but I marked out hardcore when Day Trader showed up and it was fucking Steve Buscemi. I loved that. I wish we would have gotten more of him because I thought he was so good in that little cameo that he has.
1: I had no clue that it was Steve Buscemi up until I clicked on it just now. Really? I have no idea. Oh, his I his for voice,
0: me. His voice his for me is just still him. Voice. No. I didn't I didn't get Hopkins, but I got Buscemi, so what's that say about me? I, I don't know. I'm a Fargo fan. And
1: uh, I guess <laughs> you like the Coin Brothers.
0: Exactly. That is true, I do. Um, so I love, I love the idea of Optimus Prime turning evil, but unfortunately, I feel like they didn't really go with it as much as I hoped they would. No, they he didn't. He turns from evil to good again in a damn, in damn near an instant. All and it takes why? is hearing it,
1: Bumblebee's voice again. Exactly. What well, the fuck? Seriously? It, you
0: know what it reminded me of? And I, I hate to make this connection because I actually really like this movie. and know everybody else didn't. Batman versus Superman with, uh, the mom's name. That's what Martha? it reminded me of, Martha. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, exactly. Actually, that was one of the one of the other reviewers I saw online made the comment that it's the Martha moment.
0: Oh, really? Oh, uh, damn it! Nothing is original anymore. God damn it! <laughs>
1: no, that, that is so I, I, That that makes so much sense yeah. in my mind. <laughs> it didn't dawn on me just because. Uh, oh, well.
2: the other the only thing I think that that really kicks that off though is that Bumblebee hasn't spoken for probably centuries. You know, and and Prime's known him forever. See, and I have a question about is, that. You know,
0: because I thought I don't remember him talking, but I was reading something. And there was like a comment on it that said he haven't. Oh, I think it was on IMDb. And again, I know we get all we get so much more info from here, and it's probably shit, bullshit. But um, what the hell was it? It was like uh, he hadn't talked since the you know whatever centuries, but. In reality, he actually talks at the end of, like, the second film or something. Does he? I don't know. That's what I was reading. But again, it could hmm. be not – I'm trying to find it and I can't. I don't remember that. But no. I, and I, I don't either. But I was just curious. I was going to ask about him. that.
2: I remember him talking, but it was short-lived because he was back to not talking again in the third movie.
0: Yeah. Oh, I like when they put his, his voice box yes. in. That was so
2: funny. <laughs> that was very <laughs> was like, funny. Oh, no that was very, very funny. Um, I you did know, like, me I liked Cade and Grimlock. Cade <laughs> and Grimlock crack oh my shit up.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Put it to, yes. Yeah, it out. Out. Yeah, yeah. Grimlock
1: really yeah. is fucking dumb in this movie. Like, I he know, really is a dinosaur robot, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Like, he was exactly. smarter in the G1 cartoon. Like, Grimlock had some <laughs> sense of, like, situational awareness, you know? And in this one, yeah. he's just an animal robot dinosaur.
0: <laughs> oh man yeah it makes me laugh um, Yo,
1: yeah, oh, here it is Yeah,
0: Optimus Prime claims he has not heard Bumblebee speak since they were last on Cybertron despite him speaking at the end of the 2007 movie so someone will have to fact check that I ain't doing it right now yeah but, I don't recall anyway.
1: that um, a few things bugged me now that we're talking yeah, okay. about other Transformers um, mm-hmm. so what happened to Galvatron How how did Megatron become Megatron again you know what that's a really good point that
0: I didn't even <laughs> think about while I was watching
1: Oh but yeah, see, I was waiting for him to say oh, I'm Galvatron, but no, it's like again, Age of uh, Extinction, you can totally disregard yeah, really because can. he was supposed to be like the you know the big bad for this yeah. film and he's Megatron. I how why how the is. fuck did that happen?
2: I'm wondering um because Megatron got the same treatment Prime did. Because if you notice Megatron is sporting that red mark from Quintessa, red, yeah. just like Prime is. I'm betting she's just like you know what, you're not Galvatron, dumb shit. You know,
1: (laughs) but then what? Your
2: real name, motherfucker. (laughs) Well, I know
1: they still had the Megatron head in Tushy's uh, company. So how did Quintessa get that to revitalize Megatron? And then what just what happened to Galvatron? Like completely disregarded, you know. And that's something such a big point of the platform they should talk about. It
2: It was like the 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 head that Megatron was sporting wasn't the same head that he had in the other movies.
1: It wasn't? Uh,
2: No, it was was different.
1: Well, yeah, it was more like armored like a medieval knight, right? Uh, Because that's a whole motif of this film, was like Transformers now with just big swords. Uh, But he still called himself Megatron. So, like, they had to have had... Like, I'm assuming the head is no longer in that company, in in the company's possession. So, how did the essence of Megatron go into this robot? Because, like, prime has got... the. Megatron
2: went and got his head.
1: I I don't know. I just... That's something that bugged me. And something else that bugged me was the whole Bumblebee, uh, you know, getting ripped apart but then put, back together, to put back together again. What, what the fuck is that?
0: I know. I thought it was weird that they didn't comment on it because, like, my thought was maybe they were trying to like they used some of the technology from the last film to make that happen. But why wouldn't all of but, the Transformers have that then? Like, I don't. It was just strange. But did you-
1: if they use that tech, they didn't use the same special effects? Because remember no, how everything didn't. got all cubed and stuff. So
0: exactly it's just like policy.
1: nobody, nobody describe or explains it. And I don't need to be explained. Actually, I do. Need, I do need to be explained everything that changes from film to film. If it's that drastic,
0: yeah,
1: you know, I, I need I need to know why this occurred. I mean, we have to read the novelization <laughs> if there is one to to right. get all my all my answers. Uh, but uh, it's I like it's these though, things yeah. that make me scratch my head during the theater and it distracts me from the film sometimes. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I
0: didn't catch those things. Well, I caught the fact that the Bumblebee thing was happening, but I didn't even catch the Galvatron Megatron thing, which seems very obvious. But um, and I will say though, when Bumblebee came on and he was the the new Camaro, oh my! I turned to Bridget and said, "I'm so horny right now. Like I fucking <laughs> oh my god! Well, I want that fucking car. That's my next one I'm for it. yellow one. I'm getting a yellow convertible with black stripes. That's my next one. Trading in my so red that's- one."
1: That's why the theater is so sticky. It was a previous <laughs> showing.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, you found me out. I blew
1: and, it. And one more thing. In, you know, in this movie, um, there's a chase scene of some sort. And Bumblebee kind of half transforms to shoot a gun at a vehicle. Yeah. Well, why doesn't he use his, his guns from Transformers 3 with their records? You know, when he was driving and had all these weapons and shit. Where Where, where did that go? I, you know, I don't like remember, to be honest he, Yeah. He, he, Really? Because remember, he had like you know in his car mode had all these fucking guns, but then four and five he doesn't. So <laughs>
2: they're all just what fucking happened blending to together, man. I don't know.
1: Uh, yeah, not for the good, not for I the good. Anyways, that, I'm, I'm, I'm I done bitching. Like,
2: yeah, well, I did lo- one thing I did like, and, and my wife made the same comment. Um, is the uh, this didn't feel like the Optimus Prime show? Like you know. Right. It, like, the last, like, two or three True. movies have been the Optimus Prime show. This was a lot more of an ensemble thing. It was almost a Bumblebee-Cade K- yeah. like, uh, mashup.
0: Right, and, and and going with that idea, the other thing I liked about it was that it was – this one was not nearly as much, you know, the America fuck yeah thing, you know? It was no. almost all of the plot took place outside of the States. And I really yeah. liked that. It felt more uh, – it made it feel of more of a global importance rather than just an American mm-hmm. thing. And I I really liked yeah. that about the movie because it was literally the end of the earth as we know it if things kept going the way that Megatron and company wanted them to go. So, I liked that a lot.
1: One thing going back to Optimus Prime yeah. is, yes, I totally agree. It's not his film as much anymore. But he had, I think, two or three speeches. Yeah, he did. I knew you were going to comment on those. And in those two or three speeches – it all goes. I am Optimus Prime, a leader. Like how many times does he has to self declare himself? We all know you are fucking Optimus Prime, but he talks into the third person and yeah. keeps naming himself in all his fucking speeches. I am like
2: enough already. So you know we how we know who you are. Remember in the oh, first, you're... oh my our god, first okay, no. oh sorry, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just remember in
0: our first episode how I was like, oh, he said more than meets the eye. Yeah, I really like that. And you were like, yeah, give me a break. Well, yes. I finally was oh. like, ooh, winced at this one. Because at the end, he's like, Earth has more than meets the eye. I was like, ooh, no, no.
1: <laughs>
2: I know. It's fucking gross. It gives me douche uh. chills. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: man. Go ahead. The,
2: go. One thing, the one thing I did, there there's a, there was a... um, Okay. When Transformers was first going around, and the Transformers got pulled off of the air in the U.S., but they kept going in Japan. Uh, well, uh, Transformers still kept going as a toy line, so you had the Power Masters and everything else. Headmasters, yeah. And in Japan, they were referred to as Master Force, and it was a whole different idea. Uh, and the Master Force guys uh, were basically humans that uh, got recruited to be the Transformers. And uh so they actually had this whole cartoon based off of it called Transformers Master Force. It was set on Earth. And um one of the guys was Power Master Prime, but he was they called him Ginrai in the in the show because that was the character's name, not you know, he wasn't actually Optimus, he just looked like him. Okay. Um But when they, they they didn't bring Master Force to the US, but they brought it to, I think, the Philippines and dubbed it in English for the Philippines, but then they used the American toy names for the characters instead of the Japanese character names. So you have mm. this trucker who's like, you know, he's like a twenty-year-old Japanese trucker who calls himself Optimus Prime. <laughs> 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 but it oh, was man. the dub is fucking terrible. I I watched it just like I kind of see some of the show, but they, like every, like he at one point he says his name like. Seventeen times in three minutes, so it's like I am Optimus Prime. Hello, you, know, you just like it goes on, and I'm like, oh my god! And my even my wife was like, shut up. That would upset <laughs> me me. Say your goddamn name. <laughs>
1: oh, man, that's really funny. Well, I know that Shout Factory released so Shout. I think it was Rhino. Actually, I think Shout took over anyways. Anyways, yeah, I think um, after the Transformers uh, G1 series, they did the whole Headmasters and stuff like that for Japan. Yeah, and uh, I picked up, I think it's Headmasters Volume One, which is like, after the movie, after Season Four. I just never picked, I never watched them because well, I just never had the chance to. But uh, I think there's three or four more like seasons of Transformers that you can buy from the series G1 before it becomes all the offshoots that uh, came with uh, Cartoon Network and whatnot. Oh, um, oh,
2: Mark, Mark, here's a here's a fun fact. Here's a fun okay. canon fact for you in the Transformers universe in Japan transformers the movie isn't canon really they really they didn't get the movie until well after like the series was near its end so transformers headmasters uh picks up uh right where the series ends but so they never got the movie it just jumped ahead in time with rodimus being the leader so they don't uh, they had no freaking idea what was going on type of thing
1: Huh. oh speaking of, the- it, speaking of rodimus okay so, of course, in this film, we've got Hot Rod. Yeah. Why does he have a French accent?
0: <laughs> and, I don't know. It, it makes no laugh.
1: fucking sense. I it liked makes, it. It doesn't even like it. You don't like it. You <laughs> better like it. No. Um. I don't like I, – I liked Hot Rod. I didn't really like Rod as prime. I didn't like him as a prime character. But having Hot Rod, cool. But having him with a French accent just made absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever. <laughs> just just none. No, yeah, no. it was I got never explained, that but
2: he like was using it, and like and like he got in combat, and like B, he got damaged, and and uh, it couldn't they couldn't repair it, so he was stuck with his accent.
0: Yeah, because don't, don't they say like you know uh, he well, Anthony he likes, it he, likes it. it, he sticks with like, it. He says yeah. he's stuck with it. Yeah. Right, exactly. That's his response.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just, it's just stupid. Michael Bay doing stupid Michael Bay things.
0: <laughs> yeah, but as someone like for, who for no,
1: no reason Rod, whatsoever,
0: as someone who doesn't know Hot Rod, I don't know how he normally speaks. So I had that didn't bother me at all. But
2: Hot Rod is Judd Nelson.
1: <laughs> pretty much, really? pretty much.
0: Um, and and speaking of other characters, so at the end we get the fact that um, or we we get the introduction of Unicron is in this movie, right? And so apparently yes. Unicron is Earth or whatever, but whatever. Um, I thought that was really cool because that's one of the few things I know pre Bay Transformers because it was in Transformers the movie, and I was like, ooh, that's uh, I think that is the one that was voiced by Orson Welles, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. And I was bummed he didn't make an appearance in this movie. <laughs> Orson no. Welles? <laughs> no, Unicron. Oh. <laughs> yes, Orson Welles. I thought
0: you were making a joke. No, no. I want to, if Earth
1: is fucking Unicron. Unicron spoiler, does make an or,
0: appearance at the end. She's like, "Don't touch him," and he's like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Unicron won't like that."
1: Yeah, but, but he, you don't see him. He, it's just the horns, you know. Like it's I the wanted to horn, see man. Unicron because that would really destroy the Earth. That's the next which, one. Ugh, sure. Yeah, but it won't be Michael Bay directing. He said this one was his last one, so yeah,
2: we'll see. Oh, we'll see. He also said that after Transformers two and Transformers three and Transformers four. <laughs> yeah, we'll see.
0: Um, so uh, what did you guys think of the? Well, let me let me say this. So I, I haven't read reviews or anything on on last night, but I imagine that some people would be complaining about this relationship between Cade and Vivian. Because it almost felt to me like it just wasn't needed. It, it didn't have to be there at all. Um, but that said, I still liked them together. I enjoyed them. I thought they had really good on-screen chemistry. It's nothing like uh, the Wonder Woman romance subplot, which I thought yeah. was just fantastic. But I thought this one was fine. I didn't dislike it. Um and they didn't but bug me either. I feel like that might be a complaint. And I was just curious. I could Maybe I'm completely wrong. But that's why I was wondering if you guys liked that or didn't like it.
1: No, no, I like the character. I want to see her naked. Um, Obviously, <laughs> yeah, she's pretty so. hot. The yeah. accent does it for me. But yeah, oh, God, I, I, yeah. I had no problems with their relationship. It's like, yeah, yeah. they're they're two people on very yeah. dry streaks right now. So go ahead and have some love in a submarine. Yeah, you know, it, I had I no just, problems with
2: it.
0: It it went it almost, it felt quick. Like again, like there was just maybe some stuff that was removed from it. Um,
1: but... Well, the, Earth, the Earth's you know. gonna die in three days, so why do Yeah, deli? that's true. You know?
0: Exactly. Very... Did you have any problems with the relationship at all, Ash, or were you on board?
2: No, I was... I was amused by it. Um yeah. I, I thought they were kind of funny together. I was not yeah. expecting them to actually, like, you know, hook up in this movie at all. But mm. I, I'm wondering, honestly, if, like, they didn't get the actors together and then they had a chemistry, so they're like, oh, hey, why don't we play on this a little bit? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um,
0: I wish Quintessa would have been more have been the main villain in this overseeing oh, Megatron do it again.
2: Okay. I know we've complained about the designs, you know, the people have complained about the designs um yeah. of the Transformers. Mm-hmm. Her design was fucking awesome. I, I, I liked it. Loved well. that design. Yeah. It just it looked great. And it's, I think why we like it so much is because it's so else, different. different. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because it's so different from all the other gray metal uh, me- uh, Decepticons that we see.
1: And uh, that's I don't think there's out. enough female Transformers. Like, there isn't. Seriously, there, there isn't enough. I've literally um, heard
0: one speak in five movies. Like, and it was one line before she got killed.
1: And it, that was number two. Yeah. Um, yep. I, I liked her because, you know, she had the whole Quintesson feel from the G1 cartoons again. Oh, okay. um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I had no problems with her at all. I wanted to see more. She I was underutilized.
0: And I was just dis- Exactly. I was disappointed that she's taken out literally at one shot. Like she's dumped shockingly easily by a shot from B- Bumblebee and that's it. Yeah. Um, of course, obviously, you know, you do get the scene during the credits and it looks like she'll be back for the next one. But that doesn't make the fact that they or underutilized her here any less disappointing, of course.
1: Yeah, well, I didn't, I didn't stay after the credits. I was done.
0: <laughs> I, I had a – I didn't – I just – it was, like, the scene during the credits. Like, I didn't stay after either because I was going to piss myself. Um. And Ash, did you say there was, like, a post-credit scene or was it just, like, the – No, it
2: was just that scene. That, well, thank that God I didn't the, waste the my time then. It was post-credits, but, yeah, that was –
0: Yeah, it. it's actually, like, like right during so. the credits. Oh, yeah. Was it Was it the girl? It was Quintessa as – yeah, like, in human
1: form. Oh, was that Quintessa? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's her I, actress. Did, yeah. I didn't – I didn't – even no, I, I I thought it was just some random girl. Oh, like, no. hey, oh Yeah, don't wake him up. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah I didn't think so that was Quintessa. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that makes more sense.
0: Right. So this is another one I felt, despite its long ass runtime, I thought it flew by. I was never bored um, at any point. Even though at some point I did let my mind wander a little bit, just because of all the craziness toward the end, I still found it to be enjoyable from start to finish. And I think that's really impressive with such a long runtime like this. Did you guys feel the same, or did it drag for you?
2: It didn't drag, but okay. um, at one point I'm like, okay, how much are you going to cram into this? Really? I mean, come on, guys.
0: <laughs> I think that was your one of your complaints last time too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it it just it, it they this movie could have been two whole separate films, <laughs> and, and they could have developed. Each of the stuff, you know, hey. everything a little more.
0: That's an improvement from the three films you said that Age of Extinction could be. So <laughs> yeah. we're going in the right direction.
1: Yeah, uh, it, oddly enough, I didn't feel the film dragged at all compared to number four. Good. Um, again, I, I didn't think the film was as bad as the last one. So yeah, yeah, it, I, it was fine with me. I, I'm glad it ended when it did. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought that uh, <laughs> I, I thought the runtime uh, went by fast for me.
0: What I think is interesting is and i just noticed that i thought about it as it was coming toward the end of this one and then it happened again is there is like no epilogue whatsoever like you get the action 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 and then you get optimus prime saying one line one or two lines of dialogue and then it's over it's like there's no there's no like uh what's that like resolving action is that the term i'm thinking of in like a you know st- uh, plot structure um it well- just kind of end which isn't a bad thing like let me get the fuck out you know i've watched almost like two and a half hour movie but it's just interesting yeah. that he doesn't have anything like that
2: well that's because michael bay was all raw at the end of it so he just he's like you know what <laughs> we're done he's just, it's just like watching porn you just turn it off when you're exactly. done exactly
0: yeah and like he manages to stuff so much action in this film that it almost becomes numbing and overwhelming toward the end which uh you know it's weird to think but i almost wish there was some more quieter moments toward the later stages in this one just to kind of break up the chaos that all these special effects brought in. And I think that's kind of why my mind wandered a little bit toward the end. But I still enjoyed what I had. Um did you see this in, in in IMAX 3D or 3D or 2D, Mark?
1: I- IMAX 3D.
0: Okay. How did you like the uh 3D in this one cuz I know you didn't watch Age of Extinction
1: in 3D? Um it cool. was fine. I, I it, it didn't f- I didn't feel anything popped out at me though.
0: Okay. You know, like, it was it-
1: definitely depth versus out, I would say. Yeah, uh, um, I thought it was it was it was okay. Uh, I could have seen this one in two D. I don't think it would have made much of a difference.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And see, that's I
0: think I was more blown away because I also saw an IMAX three D. We talked about. I was more blown away by the three D in Age of Extinction than yeah. I was in the last night. Um, like I said in the last one, that I can't imagine watching Age of Extinction in two D now that I've seen it in three D.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: I can't say the same here like the next time I watch it I imagine it'll be in 2D. The 3D was was great I thought but it wasn't a huge leap in quality from the last one to make it stand out at all. Yeah. Um and like you said it was it, not coming out at you was definitely more depth where I feel like Age of Extinction like they had like snowflakes and just debris that felt sure. like it was coming out at you which they, you do have like once or twice here but nothing that really stands out.
1: Yeah, um, and, you know, maybe I'll notice it more upon multiple viewings of it. Right. But I just felt I, I was into the story mm-hmm. that I didn't really notice the 3D as much. Yeah, and maybe I'm just getting used to 3D movies because I've seen so many. Yeah, that, that be. it's becoming the norm and it's no longer a treat. Right. I, I don't know. You know, yeah. um, I just felt like the Marvel movies do really well. This one, I didn't really notice it.
0: Okay, now if I remember right, you texted us and said that you watched a portion of or a little bit of Age Extinction in 3D to test it out. Is that right?
1: Yeah, just to test it out, um, maybe like a minute, a oh, minute okay. snippet. Um, okay. I wasn't really watching it. I just wanted to pop it into my uh, PS3 upstairs because I was moving things around, Gosh. and uh, I jumped to the scene where uh, uh, Optimus Prime was uh, taming <laughs> right. uh, Optimus Prime was, was taming a Gridlock, and uh, it was a really cool scene of him playing, you know, uh, the Matador with Grimlock uh, mm-hmm. in their little Valley of Paradise type of right. thing. Um, so, that looked really cool on my on my uh, 3D TV at home. Good. Um, and, you know, like when Transformers 5 does come out, I will get in 3D because oh, I, I'm, like you said, I'm a oh. mark for that kind of stuff. So, maybe I'll look better on my smaller screen and because I know the story, I can pay more attention to the 3D. Right, yeah. And sometimes, too, you know, you're watching it for two and a half hours, it comes a bit of a blur at the same time, <laughs> yeah. you know? Right. So, I, maybe if the movie was a little shorter, I would have recognized the 3D more. Mm-hmm. What were you Who saying, knows? Ash?
2: Oh no, I was I I got confused. I'm good. Oh okay.
1: gotcha. okay.
0: <laughs> all right, so um like,
2: Wait, what? Why aren't we talking about this for a Home video, right. right okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's that's all the the notes that I took after I left. Um do you guys have anything else you want to talk about or should we move on to our final thoughts and our star ratings?
1: I I think I'm good. Okay. I think I lit a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think that covered um oh, hang on. Fitbit telling me to go to bed. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> okay. All right. um perfect. No, so, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well,
0: then, Ash, go ahead and uh give us your your final thoughts and your star rating for Transformers: The Last Night. Who me? Yeah. Sorry. Yes, you. Ash, yeah, oh, go for sorry. it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. I'll, I I liked the action in this one. I liked Cade better in this one than I did the other one. I, although I did like him in the other one. Um. He, I liked his slightly more serious take on it, with even with the Wisecracks. Um, I liked that we had a pretty varied cast. I didn't like... I still don't like that they're just using Decepticons as cannon fodder. It's like, I loved the little Suicide Squad-esque intro for them. I thought that was hilarious. But then, you know, it's like they wipe out half of them going into it. So it was just like, ugh, come on. Um... I liked the fast paced. I liked Anthony Hopkins just being just completely raw. It was great. Um, The, uh, I kind of liked the whole Arthurian take on it. That was kind of neat. I would actually love to see, I know they were talking about doing a Bumblebee movie, but they were talking about doing one in the eighties. I want to see Bumblebee in world war two, because that looks fucking awesome. Um, But uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, Definitely worth seeing on the big screen. Um, and, uh, I had a lot of fun with it. I, uh, I liked it better than Age of Extinction, um, but, you know, yeah, I'm gonna go with a, uh, I'm gonna go with a three, three out of five, or three out of four for this one. Three
0: stars from Ash for the last night. Perfect. And what about you, Mark?
1: What are your final thoughts on your star rating for Transformers last night? Um... There were enough elements in the film that I enjoyed that it surpassed number four, but I do think it eliminating some stuff from four, uh, really brought it down for me. Um, again, lack of Galvatron, um, lack of Stanley Tushy, uh, could have used some Yaakim Phoenix. Um, <laughs>
2: oh, but I, but
1: you yeah. know, I, I did like Cogswell a lot and I think he really did save the film. Um, I'm kind of surprised Alan Tudig didn't actually voice that character just because he seems to be able to do everything. <laughs> um, and you know, again, the lack of Octomus Prime kind of helps a bit. I wish I saw more Nemesis Prime, which was a character back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like Quintessa. Is that um, –
0: okay, because I heard her say it once, say Nemesis Prime, and I was like, okay, wait, is that a different character? Do they just add that name? Like I wasn't sure what that was, but that was basically Evil Prime was Nemesis Prime?
1: Yeah, pr- pretty okay. much. It's a clone of Prime, but he's got – he's he had Galvatron paint um, in the movie. You know, in 4, okay. Galvatron was a semi-truck in gray and black. Okay. Well, yep. Nemesis was a clone of uh, Prime. In the gray and, gray and black uh, or, grains, or black and silver paint scheme. Or black exact and same toy. Yeah, or whatever. I'm going by memory here, but it was pretty much exa- a duplicate of Prime, but an evil Prime with, with gray, purple, black colors. Gotcha. Um, so I'm, I wish I would have seen Prime because Prime didn't transform into his truck until the very end. Right. So I was, yeah. hoping, oh. I was hoping to see Prime yeah, as Nemesis right. more. Um, I didn't understand Quintessa when she touched him with that red streak, what that meant. Mm-hmm. If that means something in a Transformer lore, it, it went over my head. Um, because they didn't explain it at all in the movie. Um, because I noticed that Megatron had that same red, uh, mark on his face as well. So I'm assuming it's because he's under the influence of Quintessa or not. I don't know. Nobody said anything. So the lack of explanation kind of bugged me a bit. Um, but again, Cogswell was good. Uh, hot rod with a shitty accent was good Um, yeah so uh, recommend final score out of four I give it a two out of four All right. Perfect. Speaking
0: of when he turns into the truck. So obviously at that point, like the big explosion happens and there's like dust settling and then all of a sudden, boom, there pops out the semi-truck as Optimus Prime. And then a second later, Bumblebee pops out. When the semi, when Prime popped out, the woman in front of us started clapping and cheering. It was fucking amazing. (laughs) She was so into it. I was like, yes. Get it, girl. That's great. It was awesome. That was really fun.
1: I bet she's on Tinder. (laughs) Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man, she was like its older mom. She had like three kids with her. It was it was adorable, but anyway, I bet she's on Tinder. Yeah, probably. Um, all right. So while I'm giving my final thoughts, uh, you guys put together your ranking of the series because I've done that, and so I want to give you a couple seconds to put yours together. So Kate. Transformers, the last night, I, I to me, I felt like it wasn't looking to make any new fans. If you didn't like Age of Extinction. I can't imagine you really liked The the Last night that much more. Um, it's a lot more of the same, frankly. But for me, that's plenty. The place where this one is an improvement over Age of Extinction is with the female characters. The two women that are in the film are both strong, capable women and much more interesting to watch because of that. Unlike in Age of Extinction with Cade's daughter. Um, Sir Anthony Hopkins is fantastic here and it was fun to see Simmons back, even if he wasn't in it a ton. Um, I wish some of the aspects that were introduced here were played up more like some of the characters um quintessa's villainy and prime's turn to the dark side but i still enjoyed the way this one plays out the ending gets so chaotic that it's almost too much action and it makes the defeat of the main villains feel a lot weaker than it should Uh, bay sure knows how to make a fantastic looking film and the last night is no exception the movie's beautiful to look at with again some of the best damn special effects i've ever seen in a film I love the Transformer Dragons in this one almost as much as I love the Dinobots in Age of Extinction. Um, And again, I just wish they were a bigger part of the action. I know that I'm in the minority, but I absolutely loved Age of Extinction, and because of that, I really enjoyed The Last Knight. That said, I don't see The Last Knight getting a lot of love because it's definitely a sequel to Age of Extinction in mood, tone, and delivery. Um, That's a good thing for me, though. So I'm giving Transformers The Last Knight 3 out of 4 stars. so. With that in mind, we have now reviewed all of the currently released Transformers films. So let's uh, rank it to kind of end our our arc here. So I will, just because I thought about doing it first, I'll jump in first while you guys are finishing your ordering. So mm-hmm. for me, um, starting at the bottom, I would put Transformers Dark of the Moon, the third one. Uh, that one was the weakest to me. Did not enjoy that one virtually at all. It was the only one that dragged. Uh, next would be Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, the second one. And from there, I like all of these. Like, I really like that one. Three stars is as low as it gets, um, from this up. Um, and then I would, and frankly, it, it's kind of a toss up between Revenge of the Fallen and Last Night, but I'm going to give Last Night the nod at spot number three over Revenge of the Fallen, uh, right now. Um, and then I would put Age of Extinction as the, my second favorite in the series, and I would put the original at number one. So my ranking would be Transformers, um, Age of Extinction, uh, The Last Night, Revenge of the Fallen, then Dark of the Moon. So what about you, whoever's ready? Jump up and uh, let's hear your ranking of this series.
1: Okay. Well, uh, I've got mine all ready to go. Perfect. Uh, so we're going from worst to best? Yeah. Okay. So worst would be uh, number four, uh, Age of Extinction. Uh, then it would be number five, uh, The Last Knight. Then number two, Revenge of the Fallen. Then in second place, would be uh, Dark of the Moon. And in first place, would be the original Transformers. Perfect. So, it'd be, so going from uh, top to bottom, it would be one, three, two, five, four.
0: Excellent. It's kind of what I would have guessed at your list as. <laughs> and what about you, Ash?
2: Okay. Uh, Revenge of the Fallen, Dead last. Um, I'm gonna go, hmm, I'm gonna go, um, Age of Extinction next up, uh, Then, Last Night, um, Dark of the Moon, uh, Transformers 1986, cause, you know, I, I'm going <laughs> one boys it's here. It's a
0: farting noise, cause that movie sucks.
2: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And Perfect. Then, uh, so, and then uh the Transformers
0: uh was Excellent. Perfect. So Ash is one, three, five, four, two. Perfect. Yeah, so I'm like the only one that didn't like uh Dark of the Moon. I don't know why, I just didn't like that one, but you guys both liked it, so that's good. Yeah. Perfect. Well hell, I I enjoyed this arc. Like I said, the the lowest rating I gave was two was two stars, and that was for Dark of the Moon. Otherwise it was three or three and a half stars. So uh clearly an arc that I enjoyed probably uh more than most people who followed along with us did but <laughs> I imagine more, most people are more uh following along uh, uh, uh Mark's feelings of the film but <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that we uh that we did it and I'm glad that I enjoyed it so <laughs> Awesome So let's uh move over to our featured film discussion of CSSC6 All right so this one we are talking about is the remake to Martyrs from 2015. So give a quick plot summary. The plot summary and IMDb says, quote, a woman and her childhood friend seek out revenge on those who victimized and abused them. But that's not right because only one of these girls was victimized. Yes. Uh, but either way, it's about a girl trying to get revenge on people. She thinks hurt, uh, hurt her when she was a young girl and she drags her best friend slashed. Maybe her love interest into the whole thing with her, um, and then nonsense happens that makes very little sense. So, Mark, talk. Yes, uh, you said you watched the original. I have seen the original, but it's been years, and I've been wanting to rewatch it. But frankly, after watching this again, I really don't want to rewatch it.
1: Um, oh, I, I think I think you do. Talk. Okay, it go is, ahead. Um, so I watched the remake. So I've seen I've seen the original Martyrs only once a long time ago. Yeah, but remember it being really good, but really disturbing say i didn't um, like it the
0: first time i saw it i thought it was just as bad as this one frankly but
1: okay and, and fair enough um now the opening sequence of the two films are pretty much the same yeah um
0: i remember that because of the uh a shotgun moment which we're not going to give any spoilers um we're not just, okay yeah no spoilers for this but i will just say oh, that's like, gonna be tough then.
1: okay shotgun um, moment. pretty much uh long story short, um, I, I, if anybody has not seen any of these movies, disregard the, this remake and watch the original French one. I should have watched a French one first and then the remake, because now I'm kind of confused on how shitty the remake was and what was in the remake that was not in the original and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the original one sticks with you longer. It's, it's much more brutal. Um, it, it really is uh so leaching with with the with the trauma that occurs in the film that said the special effects are fucking top notch like the spe- like especially at the end of the first one or of the original from two thousand eight the special effects are so fucking good uh, compared to this US re- I'm surprised Bloomhouse did this remake or was part of it because it was so bland and so disappointing compared to the original. Um I really I enjoyed the opening um assault in the house mm-hmm. where we then get her story, but then it falls into bland territory for me. I just don't care anymore. Oh, absolutely um, I would absolutely agree. Absolutely. Even- agree. Even the end when, oh, I can't talk about it. Okay, well, something happens to the girl where she's on this type of gurney and there's a surgical procedure. It pales to what it is what happened in the French version of 2008. It pales in comparison. I couldn't believe how timid this US remake is compared to the original. It, it, it's really night and day. Um, it's It's so disappointing. Especially with how, you know, Gore seems to be getting back into things right now, into the popular uh, popular films,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and how they really pussied out of everything in this remake. There's no reason to remake this film. Um, pardon me. You could have remade the movie, but keep it on par with the original. This is a photocopy of a photocopy of a fax compared to the original French version. Um, I, I I personally cannot recommend this movie at all to anybody. Um, I feel bad for the actors in this film because they're in a shit product compared to the original movie. The original movie is so good. It's oh, like, you know, I only watched it for the second time yesterday. I almost want to rewatch it again now because I have a much greater appreciation for it now. And it's just... It, it, it's a gut punch. Again, it's at the tail end of the French new wave horror of the 2000s. Right. But man, it it ends that genre or that, that phenomena on a fucking high note. Like I, I was in other silence watching it. Like I watched, I watched the remake with Melissa, but then she didn't watch the original with me because the, the remake sucks so bad. And I just couldn't remember the original. All I could remember was one scene where there's a woman with like this metal helmet on almost like a visor um that's not in the remake um and i remember the gore at the end which is on the remake either honestly don't bother with martyrs 2015 stick to martyrs 2008 that is my opinion on the film and then all the subtext and whatnot and but again i don't want to go into spoiled territory so i can't really get into much. too much yeah. but uh yeah man um skip skip the 2015 version stick mm-hmm. to the tw- 2008 it's Next, so much better
0: that's pretty much what everyone has been saying like virtually yeah. everything you hear about it says but i just i i at this point i wouldn't recommend the original either but i i will be, be given another shot it's just once after the like oh the house in like part happens yeah it loses me and that's where it lost me in the original too when i from what i remember watching and it's just like this is just the same you, you I know what, though? at the
1: same point now that you've rewatched *Martyrs* 2015, or that you've watched 2015, yeah. go go revisit 2008, and yeah. it's a completely different film. Interesting. It, it, I find it explains the whole situation a lot better as well.
0: Hmm. See, because now-
1: that that final scene at the end there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was like, okay, whatever. Right. Um, the it, reason I this really- is this is almost a, a, a PG version of an R-rated film. It's a horror movie with its balls cut off. Really,
0: yeah. It just felt so, like in the, what I the original, uh, almost along the lines of the human centipede. It was just kind of gore for gore's sake. Okay, it didn't really have a point to it, and that's I didn't like that about it. Again, I'm this is such an old memory I'm playing on, but that's kind of yeah. what I remember about it.
1: You might know, I do I, I really had very little, little recollection of the original. Yeah. Um. So that's why I wanted to rewatch it for tonight, and uh, I have a much greater appreciation for it. Gotcha. And I'm looking on IMDb right now on the remake. Um, mm-hmm. One of the writers is Pascal Logie who did uh, direct and r- write the first one. Um, but it just shows him as characters.
0: I was going to say so, he's probably just, yeah, so he probably, it's just because the script is based on his original
1: script. I would assume so. Yeah. yeah because I, I'm surprised that he would have put his name on this one.
0: Yeah. The director actually doesn't even call it a remake. He calls it more of a reimagining than a remake.
1: And would you agree um, with that? Well, um the second half of the film's different. Okay. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um so I I guess it's a it's a different take. I w- I would under, I would agree with that if it was a a different take on the same subject. Mhm. But the first the first like 40 minutes of the movie are almost the same. Right. Shot for shot. Mm-hmm. Um so I can't really agree with that. Mm. Um, it's so, a it's a failed it's a failed uh, remake.
0: Yeah, I love um, the reason main reason I want to see it is when I found out that uh, Spencer from Pretty Little Liars was the main actress. So Troyan Belisario is the main actress, and I, she's just a, a in my opinion a genuinely good actress. And I thought she did a good job with what she's given here, but she's given shit. Um, yeah. And I thought the rest of the cast was pretty forgettable. Um, the problem with this movie, though, is like the, the like I already said, the problem the same problem I had with the original. It just feels entirely utterly pointless um it takes a good 30 plus minutes to finally realize just what the fuck is going on in the movie and by that point i'm so far from giving a shit that it's useless to even find that out i thought the cinematography was pretty good but it didn't that doesn't mean anything when the story that you're being told is just ludicrous like this one was
1: um, uh, i'll be honest i still didn't really get the whole point of the film in the yeah. remake but yeah. i i found the original they they kind of they they really did explain it to you. Maybe it's because I watched both films back to back and I kind of piece the stories together. Right, exactly. Uh, but I found I had a greater understanding of the motivations.
0: Yeah.
2: In
1: the original film. So what about you, Ash? What uh, what were your thoughts on this one?
2: This felt like I because I, I read the the like the blurb on it when the what the writer was trying to do with it, mm-hmm. and I, I get that he was trying to soften it. Uh, make it more about the girls' relationship type of thing, it. But it felt like soft core torture porn. It basically is what it
0: amounted. Yeah, that's that's. A, I I like that. I like that description. Yeah.
2: It, and I was just. I don't know. It. I liked I did like their relationship. I thought that was interesting. And I liked. You know that they cast enough doubt. You know, was she telling the truth on this? You know, I. The. You know that type of thing. Um, right. And I liked the turn, uh, but it was just, uh, after after a certain point, though, it was just like, okay, so this is the part where they, you know, it's torture porn. Okay, all right, mm-hmm. yep. And that just, I ceased to care at that point. So it was just like, yeah.
0: okay. It's like you and had something
2: interesting, and it's just, I don't know, it doesn't go anywhere.
0: Yeah. But and I think it's even more so from what I remember in the original, uh, more torture porn, because I mean, that's really that era, right? The French, French, uh, Extreme wave or whatever the fuck it's called, I'm forgetting.
1: Uh, uh, French New Wave horror, um, torture porn. Um, if you find the remake was torture porny, then the original <laughs> is very torture porny. Right. Um, but then again, yeah. Well, uh, uh, okay. if, you, if you thought if you thought torture porn was 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 uh, in the remake, then uh, maybe you should not watch the original because it's a lot more brutal. It really is
2: well and and that's the thing though, is that with this one, it like I said, it felt like softcore torture porn because you know what's going on, and it but you and, don't see it, yeah, you don't you don't see it, which I'm yeah. grateful for in some instances when they were they showed you know one of the instruments they were using and then just the sound effect, and I was just like, oh God, <laughs> uh, you know, I was okay with not seeing it, because it was just uh, you know, I imagine in my head it was probably worse anyway, but I don't know, it just.
1: No, I, under, I understand, uh, because what you don't see in the uh, remake, you, you kind of do see in the original. Yeah. Um, and, and you might, That said, though, the special effects are so top-notch. Like, it's impressive what they do, um, but if that happened to a real person, I'd be utterly disgusted. Like, I, I would puke, you know? Right. Uh, but I know it's a film. I know it's special effects. Yeah, exactly. But, man, it looks fucking real. And I have to I have to commend them on that. You know, like, the FX work is fucking top-notch.
0: Right. Very good. So, um, Ash, what would you give um, the Martyrs remake? What was your star rating for this one?
2: If we were just grading it on, like, the first 45 minutes, mm-hmm. I'd probably give it a three and a half. Uh, oh, okay. oh. But the rest of the movie kind of drags it down to about a one and a half.
0: <laughs> okay. Very good. So, you're giving it one and a half out of four? Yeah. Perfect. And that's that's actually what I give is one and a half. Um, I give it a little, little bit extra for um, Spencer from Pretty Little Liars because I really like her. Um, but otherwise, <laughs> don't like the movie at all and would not recommend it. Um, what about you, Mark? What's your star rating for the remake? It's a one. Okay. And what about for the one original? One star.
1: The original, I'd probably give it a three and a half.
0: Okay. There it is. Out
1: of four, easy three and a half, yeah.
0: From the mouths of babes. Fantastic. Oh shucks. Yeah. So that is martyr. So fantastic. What are we doing next? Well, let's talk about it. So, uh my my co-hosts don't know it yet, but I'm actually going to spill the beans about not only episode 100, but basically our plans for the rest of the year because Mm -hmm. chaos right because why the fuck not so (laughs) episode 100 we've decided that this landmark episode should be different it should feel different it should feel special and we're hoping that you guys will want to join us for episode 100 live for episode 100, we'll be attempting to do a live video podcast for the first time in the history of the Cinefessions podcast. We are going to be using YouTube Live, Google Hangouts, uh, these two combined to record it live so you can all see our hideously beautiful faces. And you'll not only be able to watch it on YouTube after the fact, but you'll be able to watch it live if you are available for the recording. So the live recording date is set for Thursday, July 20th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But again, if you can't make it live, don't worry, because the episode will still be released as a, as one, a standard podcast on our feed, so you can pick it up through iTunes, and the video version will be up on YouTube, hopefully shortly after we uh, record it completely, you know, with no editing and all that, assuming everything goes according to plan at least. So, what the hell will we be talking about for episode 100? Well... We've decided that the most fun thing to do um, for us, and hopefully for you, would be for each of us to pick a film—literally any film that we want—and then the three of us will do a full review of each film. So this isn't necessarily our favorite films that we're picking. It's just a film that we've always wanted to dis- either one, always wanted to discuss on this show in this format, or we just found one that we think would be a great time uh, talking amongst us with it. Um, and so what this means, of course. Is that episode 100 is going to feature three full length reviews, but nothing else. No other segments are going to be on this live um, special edition episode, just because if there were, it would be a six hour marathon and nobody wants to do that. So, in order for us to keep it hopefully under. Exactly. Hopefully, in order for us to keep it under three hours, we're going to dive right into our three reviews. So, what are we going to review? Well, frankly, I don't know yet. So, let's figure that out right now. We've discussed some different options, but we haven't revealed to each other uh, what our final choices for one hundred are just yet. So let's do that now.
2: All right, Ash,
0: reveal to the to the listening world what film you will you have chosen for us to review for episode one hundred.
2: Well, it's one I've off visited uh, and I'm reaching back two years before I was born when Spielberg broke his toy shark. <laughs> we playing with it with George Lucas, uh, and uh, I am going to review Jaws. Fantastic.
0: So first up in our trifecta is 1975's Jaws. Excellent. And what about you, Mark? What are we watching next?
1: Well, I'll tell you, I was leaning towards uh, doing Psycho Cop 2, yeah. or Psycho Cop Returns, mm-hmm. uh, but I've changed my mind. Okay. Um, I wanted to, do, uh, to watch a film that I haven't seen in a long time. Which I know that you own, and uh, it has uh, boobies, 80s boobies, lots of 80s boobies. Oh,
0: I like it already.
1: The reason why I collected comics back in the day was because of this film, because I want to sell those comics in the future and then buy a boat and then live (laughs) on that boat. Um, Of course, I collected comics during the comics boom. Right. So my spawn one does not actually, is not (laughs) worth very much. Um, None of the comics I collected are worth very much because there's so many out there. Uh, So, because of all that, I'm going to go with 1985's Malibu Express. Oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah. Andy Sedaris in and the Sedaris. 100. <laughs> oh, yes. 1985,
0: yes. you said? 1985. Fantastic. That's exciting. That is really <laughs> I cool. can't wait to watch this again. Excellent. So, uh, for me, I'm picking a film that is one I've wanted to discuss on this show from the very beginning – Um, It's a movie that I absolutely adore, and I think there's um, a lot of different layers to it that would make it for a fun discussion. Now, I could have used those two sentences on either of the two movies that I was debating between, um, because it would fit very well for either of them. But at the end of the day, I am choosing, and, and let me just make note, it's a Joaquin Phoenix starring film, which I had no idea... (laughs) <laughs> that Mark was going to bring him up in this episode. So it's very serendipitous. <laughs> it makes me very happy. But we will be watching from 2002 M. Night Shyamalan's oh, fuck. Signs.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, baby. Oh.
0: One of my favorites, and I cannot wait to dive into it and discuss it in long form. So, Signs from 2002. So, <laughs> fuck yes, gents. Fuck yes. So oh, okay. <laughs> you may have noticed that uh, episode 100 – and the other one I was debating between was Zodiac, but that's like a two-and-a-half-hour-long movie. And so it just felt like it would have been too long for what we're doing for episode 100. So.
1: And there's no Transformers in it.
0: Exactly. Um, so you may have noticed that episode 100 is not until July 20th, and that's accurate. That means that we are taking a two-week break between now and our 100th episode. And there are reasons for this. One, we wanted a bit longer to get the word out about the fact that this is going to be, in fact, a live show. And two, uh, we, uh, we have a vacation and out of town going on during those weeks. So in order to keep this a video podcast episode, we decided to move it back to July 20th, 6.30 p.m., and that is Eastern Standard Time. So tell your friends and join us for our first ever live episode where we are going to review Jaws from 75, Malibu Express from 85, and Signs from 2002. That is a very fucking eclectic mix of movies, and I, that's exactly <laughs> what we hoped for. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. It, it It's just very us, and I love that about it. And that's what episode 100 should be, a very good representation of who we are as a podcast. So as promised, I'm now going to spoil what our future plans are as well. So after episode 100... The following week, we are going to review season one of the new Netflix original series, Glow. We kind of have a habit of of looking at original Netflix series. And so I want to keep that trend going with Glow. Um, that should be a ton of fun because obviously, you know, we're big wrestling fans here on the show. And uh, this one has been getting a lot of positive reviews. So we will look at season one of that series in episode 101. Um, and then things are going to kind of change up a little bit. So this summer, this, we've decided... Um, Instead of releasing a show each week with one full review, we've decided that for the summer, we're going to take – we're going to release a new episode of the show every other Friday. And each episode is going to have two full reviews on it. So you're getting a very similar amount of content. It will just be spread out as a biweekly episodes uh, instead of weekly episodes. And the reason for this is twofold. One, it gives us a, a little bit of a summer break, which will be nice. and two. And and more importantly, it lets us focus on trying to put together some um, other content for the website, and it allows me some time to try and make another project or two that I've been toying with come to life. Um, at least that's the hope. So we're not not doing it to be lazy, but rather to give our main episode some breathing room and allow us to focus in on other aspects and other ideas that we've been shaking around in our heads for a while, in order to bring you guys even more uh, uh, an even more diverse reason to visit Cinefessions. So for this summer arc, we've decided that we're going to look at one of our favorite subgenres here on the show, the slasher film. Instead of going to the um originals, right from Halloween and Friday the 13th on, we're going to take a look at what we're calling the slasher resurgence that happened after Scream was released on what like Christmas Day, I believe, of 96. This era of horror films it genuinely had such a huge impact on my life as a movie fan, and it helped shape me into the horror fanatic they am today. And so I am incredibly excited to dive back into some of these awesome slashers of the late 90s and early aughts, uh, early 2000s. So we're going to look at six different films over three episodes. Our first episode is going to be I Know What You Did Last Summer, and I Still Know What You Did Last Summer from 97 and 98. Week two will be Urban Legend and Urban Legend Final Cut from 98 and 2000. And then we're going to wrap up the arc with Cut and Valentine from 2000 and 2001. So these are six films that I'm really excited to discuss on the show. Um, if only we didn't watch Cherry Falls already, that would be a perfect addition to this to this list. But we already knocked that one out back during the Scream Factory arc. So instead, we're going to look at the under-discussed film Cut from 2000, which stars of all people – molly ringwald and kylie minogue and i found this one through research uh showed up in a random book i was reading um or reading through so i think it's a really cool find and uh, one that i'm excited to dive to dive into this arc is going to take us to the middle of september or the end of the summer then at that point we're going to go back to our weekly release schedule and we're going to be doing one of our longer arcs that we've ever done on the podcast and this is one i really think this one's special um I've never seen another podcast do anything with these films or anybody even talk about them very much. Even when you're Googling them, you don't find very much about them. And so I think this is going to be really good for us here. And hopefully you guys will be excited about it as well. So we are going to be doing an eight-episode arc covering Roger Corman's Edgar Allan Poe cycle. Now, if you don't know what that is, there are eight films that Corman released that were adaptations of Edgar Allan Poe's short stories. All but one of them star Vincent Price. And all but one of them were directed by Roger Corman. He just produced one of them. Um, And so all eight of these films are going to be a treat because of of who's behind them and what they're uh, based on, what they're adapted from. Um, and if you want Google Corman's post cycle, if you want to see which eight films we we'll are be reviewing during that um, check out cinefessions.com and you click on podcast schedule to see that arc in more detail. I won't waste your time with it now, uh, but those are those eight films from 60 to 63. And then we actually are going to look at um, a film from 70 that also fits into that same idea. Um, but Yeah, so I'm really excited about this arc, and I think it's something really special uh, that I kind of want to get the hype train rolling on it, frankly, which is why I wanted to talk about it now. Um, So there you have it. That is almost the entirety of 2017 for the Cinefessions podcast. There will be one other four-episode arc after the post-cycle, but we have no idea what it's going to be at this point. So, um, yeah, I figure I'll talk about that later. But we have such... I think uh, a great lineup coming. And so I wanted to let everyone in on uh, our plans for the rest of the year so that you guys can be as excited as we are about the upcoming lineup. I'm sure we're going to discuss things in more uh, detail in the coming episodes, but that's a general overview of where we're heading to episode, uh, from episode 100 and beyond. So that's going to wrap things up for this week and for our Transformers arc. Remember we will not be releasing any new Cinefessions podcast episodes for the next two Fridays in anticipation of episode 100, which you can watch live in video on Thursday, July 20th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure you try to join us live so that you get a nice glimpse at just how dumb I really am, um, <laughs> without all the fancy editing that makes me look quicker and sharper than I really am. So you know, I'm going <laughs> through IMDb. But you're going to probably see me biting my fingernails a lot, like looking through IMDb on my phone, trying to figure out what Mark's talking about. You know, all that all that fun shit. But sorry, uh, yeah, it, sh- it should be fun. So. As always, if you guys have questions for the three of us here, hit us up on Twitter using that hashtag InFilmWeTrust for all questions you'd like us to answer here on the show. We're going to do our best to answer all of them. Again, make sure you tweet at us using that hashtag InFilmWeTrust. If you are not on Twitter for some reason, give us a call at 1-302-448-TALK or email us at contact at for any questions of the week options. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review on iTunes, um, or if you're listening to us on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, or somewhere else, leave us a review there. Positive reviews help us reach a broader audience, which is always the goal, so we appreciate you taking the time to leave us that review. And another reminder, we are on social media, and you can interact with us there. You can find us at Cinefessions on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, so make sure you're following along on all three of those platforms. Also, Ash, where else can we find
2: you online? You can find me on Tumblr and Twitter under D-H-G-F-A-S-H-E. Fantastic. And what about you, Mark?
1: And you can catch me on Twitter at uh, Mark, M-A-R-C underscore Nadeau, N-A-D-E-A-U, as well as Instagram at uh, M-Nadeau02, where I post uh, my stuff and uh, other things that don't go on the Cinefessions uh, Instagram account. Uh, so uh, it's uh, it's like peering through... uh. An onion, layer, 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 layer. Oh, there's more stuff for Mark, layer, layer, layer. Right. I go really deep on my Instagram.
0: Yeah, that's generally um, so. where we find all his nudes, so he, look for that.
1: Yeah, you peer back the curtain, you're mm-hmm. like, oh my, that's I want to go bit. to there.
0: I, w- I want to go, I want to be that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Let's go to there together. Perfect.
0: Great, and you can find me on my personal Twitter feed at Simon1, P-S-Y-M-I-N-1. All right, this was a fun arc. I had a good time. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys did too. Um I'm excited where we're going. Episode 100, we tested it out beforehand, uh, before recording tonight, and shit's going to work, man, and I'm really excited, and we have a special guest hopefully coming on too, so I this is going to be fun. It, it, maybe it'll be fun enough that it'll become our new norm. Who knows, right?
1: I wouldn't be against
0: that. That's right. Excellent. All right, guys, thanks for joining me for this arc. Um, I really appreciate you guys uh, joining me every week for the Transformers arc. All right, and I want to thank... All of you for listening to the 99th episode of the Cinefessions podcast. And remember, in film we trust. We'll catch you next time.